podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Woo! The sensation, Jason Gavin! Danmark har fået en ny verdensmester. Mikkel Tesla. He's the fucking champion of the world. No, I think Rosado is a good boy. Rosado is a good boy. I've become a massive international superstar, it's as simple as that. I eat your ass on a lot, bitch. Stand of the real man. I'll fuck you till you love me, faggot. I'm going to physically shoot David Hay. He fucking glossed me. He glossed me. Derek, who's out? I'm Shannon Bridge. I'm hard to kill. I'm the black meat of the ball. I'm hard to fucking kill. Well, I believe Christopher can take a punch. I'm very good at math and looking at a fighter and seeing what his abilities are. I can't see that Golovkin has anything like Christopher's speed, his power, his punching ability, his hand speed, his foot movement. I don't see that from a calculating point of view. I don't see that he has anything like that. So then it's going to come down to heart. You know, I spoke to Joe Gallagher, they don't want to fight Carl Frampton. And the bottom line is, you know, no disrespect to Bosch Branker, these guys aren't good enough to face Carl Frampton. I'm the best heavyweight champion in the world. I'm happy to have WPC with me. I'm undefeated champion. Undisputed champion. I want good next. You've got my Dino Rival Nucleic Acid. I'm the student heavyweight champion of the world. Who's next? I love boxing sound. It's as simple as that. Welcome everybody to the 426th edition of the Boxing Asylum Nuthouse. I am your host, Matt DiGiannardo. Currently with me, we have Steve Wellings and Andy Patterson. We do hope we'll see Rob later and a few others. We shall see, because... It was a slow week for boxing, and we've got to fill some time. Uh, what should we touch on? Uh, should we touch on uh, Israel and Palestine? Should we touch on the economy? Uh, should we touch on the Mayweather and uh, Paul fight again? I don't know. Give us some ideas in the chat there. Uh, any, you know, all the questions you can come up with because we need to fill some time today. No US TV for your, the thrilling fight between Daniel Dubois and. Uh, Bigno, Digno, uh, Jesus, I already forgot how to pronounce his name. Steve, you saw that one in this boring week. Uh, what were your thoughts on the man coming back from that broken or- orbital bone? Yeah, um, welcome, Matty. Welcome, everybody listening. Uh, Bogdan Dinu, uh, the big Romanian that he is, most famous beforehand for getting beaten up by Kubrat Pulev and the Jenny Sushi incident. I thought Dubois looked okay, looked good, but he's done. he was doing something last night that he's done before. He's gone in there against guys who are pretty stiff, pretty immobile, not really that great at taking a shot from a heavy hitter and he knocked him out, which is great. But like I said, we've seen that before. The true acid test, I think, will come for Dubois. Maybe the next fight, maybe the next fight after that. They can't afford to go the same route as before. The Ebenezer Tetes, the Fujimotos, these kind of guys. We're going to have to see someone who's going to offer a little bit more. And then we will finally see if Dubois had got over the Joyce uh, fight. I'm not so sure of his ceiling at the moment. People talking AJ and fighting the best in the world at that. Eventually, maybe he's still young. He can improve. 
But maybe a Herbie Hyde type of career could be in the offing for Daniel Dubois, which might sound a little bit harsh at this stage. But he can definitely punch. He can definitely get rid of guys like Dino. But when he moves up in levels, as he did against Joyce, against someone with a jab, someone who can move, then we'll see what he's made of. And I'm not 100% convinced that he's going to be able to pass that test like he did against, uh, like he failed to against Joe Joyce. So the jury's out on Dubois long term for me. But last night, yep, confidence builder. He's banging people out again. That's all we can ask for. Yeah, glorified sparring session, it seems. Uh, it is disappointing that Joyce wasn't back out to the ring again following uh, that win and keeping up his momentum, but what can you do? Um, Andy, what were your thoughts on this fight and the few others that you saw over the weekend? Uh, Andy's going to give you guys a bit of a recap here because he was watching the obscure shit uh, that uh, wonderfully graced his screen in this dull week. Yeah, dull week indeed, mate. That's what it was. Uh, I said I refused to watch that BT card. Um so see, I've just I've got this thing now, right? I'm not going to watch domestic stuff if it's not appealing. So if it's not appealing and I know it's going to be crap, then I'd be as well just watching something else that's probably crap and obscure, and uh, you might end up getting something that was half decent. Um, so aye, that was it basically. I thought I caught obviously the main event for this. Um, interestingly enough, um, well, the commentary were kind of right on point uh, with Trevor Bryant. Uh, <laughs> Basically, his name getting touted for a potential opponent next, just quite conveniently, uh, considering he's got one of these uh, Panamanian belts. Hellenius, maybe Manny, I think Manny Chargo maybe mentioned there last night as well. So, um, did what we had to do, uh, took it to trash, uh, ended pretty early. But, um, you know, he's only been with Shimmer. We're going to do what, three, four weeks possibly. So, um, you know, it gives him a wee bit extra time to start working with him again. Uh, look forward to the next fight. I wouldn't be surprised if we go for a, a Trevor Bryant next, actually, to be honest with you. Um, what else do we catch up with? I said I caught f uh, fleet moments, uh, Chudinov, Leibenberg on Friday night. Leibenberg was left with kind of like face, mass, swollen up uh, badly and stuff. Um, I've seen you guys about that knockout with the year contender, that Roman Frez. Big cruiserweight out of Germany, actually. He ended this, uh, his opponent, Kamel, right uppercut, round five. Definitely KO contender of the year, so it's uh, available on YouTube for anybody interested. Um, and probably mainly, well, aye, it is the, the big note of the weekend. We can just say that I, uh, I get Caballero as any sort of heavyweight contender for any sort of belt at world level is, is a no-no for me. I mean, Kevin Johnson, what is he now? 40, 42 possibly. Um, getting walked in at times by Kevin Johnson there last night. And I'm just talking about, you know, taking shots. And I'm talking about Kevin Johnson actually throwing combinations and landing. Uh, Caballero, obviously, he's coming back with his own punches, etc. And that. And the scorecards, maybe slightly too wide, but uh, I thought Caballero was a winner. But at times, he was he was made to kind of work for it as well at times. Uh, against a 41 safety pin, who in the last couple of fights seems to have kind of like come to win. Um, other than that, mate, it's, uh, it was slim pickings this weekend. Um, I'm more, I'm more, too, I'm more over armoured to be talking about this Floyd shit as well. Like, so uh, if you want to bypass me that one and wait for Rob to come on for that one, because he'll be all over that one. Like, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know what to say right now. It was, uh, it was a really pathetic week in boxing, but the rest of the month. It's looking pretty solid. Uh, we do have some great fights coming up, and we'll be able to preview a couple of those coming up. Uh, the week after is going to be fantastic. Uh, you got Tiafimo Lopez in a fight. You got cards in the UK. You got cards all over. We'll have plenty to talk about. Um, one thing that we have not had a chance to talk about, um, even though it has been announced recently, that is pretty interesting, is the upcoming fight between Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence. Steve 
my feeling on this is I'm not as high on Spence as other people are, but I still think that Pacquiao is just a little bit too old and Spence is a bit too big for this one to work out with him. I think the size uh, discrepancy is going to be as much as we've probably seen since maybe the Margarito fight. Yeah, well, we thought this size discrepancy was going to play a major part against Thurman, and look what happened there. Um, I'm playing devil's advocate, obviously. I am I am high on Spence, I'll be honest, and Spence, high, Spence is high on life a lot of the time, but I think uh, it's, it's going to be very difficult for Pacquiao. But once again, him, his advisors, whoever's taken the fight, they've said, look, just put me in against the main man. You know, he went again against Thurman before that Broner. We shit on Broner and all that. But this, this is Pacquiao and he's, what is he, 41, 42 now? Still going for the main guy. Hall of Fame resume, 10 times over. It's unbelievable what he's doing. I don't think he'll beat Spence. I think it's going to be one step too far. But um, yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it, actually. I think it's going to be interesting. Against A lot of people thought that he was going to get badly hurt against Thurman. And it didn't transpire that way. Obviously, dropping him in the first round. And show he's still got the flashes of the speed. And he's going to be zipping in and out. But Spence just looks like a fighter. That guy, If this had been, say, he'd beaten like a no mark, um, well, rather than Danny Garcia in the comeback after the, the car crash. And we still weren't sure. The jury was still out on Spence. You could maybe make an argument. But I think he looked as good as ever against Garcia, considering he'd been out for 14, 15 months after the injury, and I thought I thought he looked amazing. So I think it's very difficult for Pacquiao to win this fight. But full props for him for taking it. He's going for the main man. Crawford again left on the sidelines. And I reiterate the fact: people call me an anti-Crawford hater. My frustration with Crawford is born out of the fact that I think he is every bit as good as Spence potentially, but his record doesn't stack up. And it's time to stop messing about, sitting on the fence, get out of top rank as quick as he can. As soon as this last, uh, if he resigns with top rank then that's the death knell on his career. He needs to get rid of them, go over to Uncle Al and make these big fights happen because Crawford's career is slipping away. It's a frustration that I have with Crawford, his team, whoever's responsible for this, that he's fighting these these no marks instead of the guys over at the PBC. So let's get it on now. Uh, Crawford, they've been talking about Crawford Pacquiao for five, six years. Bob Allen's been saying, oh yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Never happened. Uncle Al's made the fight yet again. So Spence... Please be good. Get... <laughs> exactly. Exactly, but... I mean, Crawford needs, needs these type of fights, and, and this, this is Spence shining again, acting on his resume. Can't have Crawford ahead in the pound for pound rankings for me uh, over what's gone down. And once Spence beats Pacquiao, he's going to be even more um, fermented up up at the top alongside Canelo. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, it's intriguing, it's interesting. And if Manny pulls it off, you're talking all time great, sort of top, I don't know. I, I'm useless with these things like pound for pound, but sort of top 10 status, top five, I don't know, whatever. Stick him wherever you want, but it'd be one hell of a comeback against someone in his prime. But I'm I'm definitely going for Spence, Matty. What do you think? My hunch on on what's going to go on here is that Spence is going to is going to either rough him up on way to a decision victory or stop Pacquiao. There's one thing, despite the victory against Thurman, that stood out to me, and that is that Manny said there was a uh, right hand Keith caught him with in the eleventh round, and he said that's the hardest that anyone had hit him since Margarito. And Spence is much bigger than Thurman. You know, Spe- uh, Thurman is is uh, welterweight's welterweight. Spence doesn't finish his career at 147 pounds, um, and he's going to be just fine at 154, and he'll be only barely undersized at 160. With him being able to cover the left hand a little bit better out of the southpaw stance, taking away, not taking away, but diminishing Pacquiao's best weapon. Um, and the size being so strong, knowing that he's not going to be able to stop Errol Spence. 
I, I really think that it could be competitive, Andy, but I just I, I think it's clear Spence, clear, clear, clear. But I mean, kudos to Manny for taking such a fight. Well, without doubt, um, it's for chances. I would probably, I'd say you would give Manny something, maybe like a thirty percent chance, possibly. Maybe that's a wee bit too too generous, possibly. Um, I'd love to see him do it, like just to kind of roll it back one more time. But um, I've got to say that what about Spence rehydrating to like one sixty? You know, maybe the kind of like low 160s. Um, that said, again, you just wonder as well with, with Spence having to, having to make the weight, how is he making it? Is he cutting it, leaving it too too late? Um, if Manny can just maybe just target the body early, um, you know, just dig a few good early shots there, it could come to the stammer at the end of the day as well. But uh, I agree with Steve, you know, I was surprised as to how good Spence looked coming off injury, to be honest. Uh, so in that regard, I'm probably kind of like, you know, more kind of like detailed my thinking because I agree as if he come in there and just kind of like beat up a, a no one you're kind of like you're giving Pacquiao more a chance but uh, without doubt just considering you know what he come back from um, and Pacquiao is what 41 42 yeah without doubt you've got to say Spence is, is going to win the fight I'm, I, I'm going to say possibly like a 117 on on the cards um, but he may have his he may have his moments, Pacquiao, maybe kind of rock him. Uh, we'll wait and see. But I can see uh, Spence tagging him as well, hurting him. Uh, if he gets Pacquiao up against the ropes, uh, Spence can be quite quite lethal up there as well. So um, it's, you know, very intriguing. And it's, again, it's, it's Pacquiao in it. So you're going to stay up for it and watch this fight without doubt. One of the last living legends. So uh, yeah, let's get it on. Don't forget as well, Andy, it's spent, uh, Pacquiao, sorry, he's been out the ring for two years. I couldn't believe it when I saw that Thurman fight. It was July 2019, so it's going to be over two years since Pacquiao was last in the ring. True, true. We don't know what he's doing outside the ring and that as well, anyway, but, you know, it's obviously, it's no it's no fighting fit, at least, but, uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows, mate? You just wonder as well as if, if, if Manny kind of, like, somehow lands one of those kind of left hands, just... Tests those new teeth of Spence, you know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> you know, cracks the posts that got installed there. You never know. What you got them thinking? But yeah, it's an intriguing one. Like, it was def- definitely an intriguing one. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, actually, if if, uh, if he was to pull it off, he, he, needs to, he just needs to call it a day after that, retire, just go out his laurels after that one. Like, but uh, sadly, I just think even though one lose a draw, I can see him just, you know, keep fighting once every 18 months now. It's going to keep some money coming in. Can I just mention another thing as well, Matty? I oh, know of, it, course, it, of course, fill the time, Steve. <laughs> fill the time. <laughs> it's a tangential point, but we haven't mentioned this guy, Keith Thurman. Obviously, he's, he's been injured. He's been out the ring, blah, blah, blah. But I'm looking at the box rec here. Uh, one fight in 2016, one fight in 2017. Didn't fight for two years then. Had a couple of fights in 2019. I haven't seen Thurman since. The point I'm making is these guys uh, these days, the best way to keep sharp, keep in shape. I know they're earning a lot of money and they don't need to fight, but he's, he's just a fight. How, how can you get behind fighters when you don't see them? Like, I'm not here sitting thinking, can't wait to see Keith Thurman again. And I, I don't mean that disparaging as it sounds, because uh, on his day, he's an exciting fighter. He's a puncher. On the way up, I was excited by Thurman. He was going to fight Madonna at one point. It never happened. He was knocking people out. He was uh, calling out Floyd Mayweather. He was one time. He was on HBO. I was enjoying the career of Thurman. And he's just completely fallen off the radar. So the wider point I'm making here, Matty, and if the guys in the chat agree or not, is... These guys just don't fight often enough. How can you get behind people? How can they get that momentum and you say, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing so-and-so if you never bloody see him for two years at a time? There's no momentum there. Thurman wants that respect, baby, and the specs in the check. And then yeah. he dropped that part. 
He's not the only one, though, Andy. But but generally, I mean, doesn't it frustrate you? How can you get behind people and sort of when when you're not seeing them for two or three years at a time? Well, my I would like to bring in for the Thurman Charlie because without doubt, I mean, he's one of the dudes that where he's earned his paper. He he likes a smoke and a talk, and he got married, really, didn't he, Matty? So he went away, went away, enjoyed himself. There, I'm trying to think of the name of the guy um, he fought. He fought a South Africa, a South American guy, 2014-ish, and he knocked him out in the ninth round. But he got hurt with a body shot in that fight, and that was the first time we ever really saw Thurman get hurt. Um, and I'm trying to remember who the hell that was. Um, it might have been the the dude that drew with Brad that drew with Bradley. What the Wasn't Colazzo hurt him? Was he? Yeah, Colazzo hurt him too. Um, but I'm trying to remember. But after that fight. Thurman became more of a back foot boxer uh, through that fight. Even the way Bundu. he finished that fight. No, no, it wasn't Bundu. Mm-hmm. Bundu also, uh, Bundu caught him with a body <laughs> shot as well. But it was before that. I, I almost want to look at his box rec just because I can remember it's uh, Chris Butler yes. says Chavez. Yes. Diego Chavez. Yes. yes, Diego Chavez. You're a hundred. Thank you very much, Chris Butler. And since after that fight, Keith became more of a back foot boxer. I, I, I honestly think that because. I had a chance. I think it was either John Scully or Doug Fisher was telling me that there was stories out of the gym when when Keith was you know fourteen, fifteen years old, that you know because he was training out of Dan Birmingham's gym. There there were stories that he was hurting pros. He was hurting grown men when he was in his teens, and I I really think that Keith thought he was invincible until that Chavez fight, and it just changed him mentally. It's just. He's not the only one. I'm just using him as an example, but it's like we haven't seen the full story. I want to see the story play out, see how good he can be when he in these top fights. And it just feels like and he's got those excellent wins against Porter and Garcia. Took both of their unbeaten records, as far as I'm, I'm remembering off the top of my head. So there's no doubt that he's done a lot in his career. But I just think he could have that bit more. Get in with a, a Spence or Crawford or somebody. Just that one extra little bit of, uh, you know, before he, he his career ends. So that, oh. that's my frustration with oh. him. He was one of my favorites, but you're right. He's less mm. than the sum of his parts, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what and, about drug testing? They're saying about drug testing. So I, don't, I don't believe there's going to be any drug testing between Pacquiao and Spence, man. They're going to come in roided to the gills, them two boys. Ace uh, of meth, bitch. Look at Pascal, man. <laughs> that's that's popping for his fourth one for Epo. Just let them just let them go for it. Let them go for it. Let, we'll see Spence come in with his, with his, his man noobs. We see uh, Prime Pacquiao dancing about. Let those hands go, you know, five fucking six punch combinations. But amazing. What a street fighter fight. I uh I honestly think that I, I think the argument is worth having that maybe for a lot of performance enhancing drugs are just science involved in sports and the idea of trying to blunt science is just ridiculous. And so we should probably, you know, maybe just change the record books, you know, before drugs and after drugs and uh, just accept it and let fights like this happen. Go ahead. Fucking get ready to the gills. Make 147 pounds. Who fucking cares? Mm, Would you watch yeah. the roided fight the roid, Steve? Well, you don't watch Pride back in the day. <laughs> Honestly, man. She, she, she just, just for the man, go back and watch some of those fights on YouTube. Like, we should come Dan Fryer or Don Fryer, whatever his name is, and that big Japanese guy. Holy shit, man. The guy's jacked to the gills, right? You've got like, their shoulder traps that they're basically kind of like morphing their neck, and they're just absolutely beasts. Soccer ball kicking everybody. It's just absolutely 
manic. Seeing guys like the um, like arm locks where, where the guy, where the opponent lays back on the ground, just pick him up off the ground and body slam him top of his head. It's just absolutely manic, man. So that's that is prime, prime Roy era. I think at the lower weights, it's not too bad, but I know it's the old cliche, but when somebody gets badly hurt and the other person's been on roids or something, that's when the shit's going to hit the fan, especially with heavyweights. And that's some of the shit they're coming in with. I mean, look at Pascal. He was coming in with all sorts of things. They said, I'm sure I heard somewhere he, he failed on three and then it was the fourth one that caught him. And he's trying to say that he's been clean all this time, but everyone's had suspicions about Pascal. But I think Badu Jack's still fighting tonight, isn't he, Matty? I think he's, isn't he still fighting somebody? Yeah, he's yeah. fighting an undefeated Venezuelan kid, and uh, it, but there's nobody really on that kid's record. Uh, all you know, lots of knockouts. Uh, it, it's my my hunch is that is obviously is Badu Jack's going to win. My feeling is that he, he's going to end up going to a decision though, because Badu Jack always finds a way to not look phenomenal. <laughs> Have you actually seen that guy's face on on, on box? <laughs> I've just seen it, Andy. Kalina. It looks like a bloody accountant, man. I, I, that's what I was thinking. This, never mind YouTube boxing. This is LinkedIn boxing, man. He's got a suit on or something, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> El Dinamita. <laughs> no way, he's 33. He looks about 45, man, sitting at the Aye. desk. He's, he, he's definitely going to run about the door trying to sell you dodgy insurance, that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll have his uh, the number for his personal injury law firm on his ass during the fight, you know. Fate mortgages and shit. Perfect advertising. Dolly uh, boxing. <laughs> oh man Jeez. And, and so yeah we do have that card coming up again tonight uh yeah and you know going back to Manny Pacquiao um as much of a Mayweather fan as I am isn't it something that Pacquiao's still taking on these top tier challenges only a couple years younger than Mayweather who's fighting YouTube sensations I, I think that does speak volumes and I hate admitting it because I, I'm not a huge Pacquiao fan and I love Mayweather you have to bring that shit up eh I'm raging about you, by the way, bringing that shit up. And suck my dick. I, well, no, well, no chance, because, you know, I actually enjoyed waking up this morning. I actually got a long line because I've been working like a beast all week, right? So I checked my phone, go on the Twitter and that, I'm saying to myself. And actually people got up this morning, right, <laughs> looking for the highlights of the fight, not realising the fight's actually tonight. So uh, I'm actually pleased to see that there are a lot of casuals out there actually want to kind of catch up with this shit. Whilst they're just, like, giving Pacquiao Spencer wide berth. So, uh, aye. You want to bring that shit up? Come on, mate. Hey, well, I told you, wait till Rob gets here for that shit. Jarrett Hurd is on, you know. Oh, it, well, mm. yeah, I mean, you know, it's it is what it is. I mean, what's he at these days? Because I told you, I told you as well that he, he had a short prime. I said he had a short at 154 at least, he had a short window about what two, three years of prime because of the way he fought Lewis Arias. You know, I like middleweight as well coming up, yeah, but so is Jared Hurd. He looks like a fucking look killer, man. Yeah, he was he was big for the weight, but nonetheless, I you know, Darius yeah, hasn't stopped. Jarrett Hurd's style has a, sh a short shelf life. I'm sure Andy said this yeah. before. Coming forward, taking shots, waiting for your your opponent to tire works against guys who haven't got the lungs, like Tony Harrison, who I actually rate. He's a good boxer, but he just he can't seem to get over the line. Apart from that Charlo fight, which I thought he lost. But anyway, the point being. Uh, heard he, he breaks you down, he wears you down, he's a lot bigger than you. That's his sort of stick, isn't it? And once you lose that, once you can't take the punches anymore, or your gas tank goes, or something leaves you, it's like the athletic guy who was always able to move out the way of punches using his chin and rolling his head until one day he can't, and all of a sudden he's got a knockout waiting to happen. Heard, I think he's, he's going to be done soon. He hasn't impressed me in his last few fights. And Arias, 
We were talking about this in the group during the week with Dave Lee. I was at the fight with that Arias had with Luke Keeler. I thought Arias would beat Keeler, given the fact that his only other defeat had been to Danny Jacobs. Keeler dropped him a couple of times, outboxed him. Arias didn't look great. So I think this is going to be an ugly fight. I don't really rate Arias, although he has got a bit of a beard about him. And Heard, I don't know what, what he's going to look like. So I'm, I'm not really what, know what to expect here. I don't know. I think Heard, the, the Julian Williams one was a bit of a surprise for me. Williams as well. He's the type of guy who is OK when he's on top of you. But if you stick it to him and push him back, he can't take it either. That's what the, the kid Rosario did on him. So what what do we read into the Julian Williams-Hurd fight? It's, it's it's very difficult to tell. So uh, we won't really find out what Hurd's got left until we see him in another big fight. But he, he has had some big wins. Iris Landilara was a big win. He, uh, Tony Harrison was a good win for him. So I'm not, I'm not writing him off completely. But I don't know. I think once that style starts to get found out, once you can take his shots... It's difficult for a guy like Jared Hurd if he hasn't got a plan B or something else to offer. If we don't get to see uh, Jared Hurd versus Jaime Munguia before they're completely washed up, I will be pissed off. That fight's a fucking war. And one of the fights I would like to see most in boxing, despite the fact that it is pretty much meaningless. Uh, Jaime Munguia, yeah. I don't know, what's he up to these days? Hasn't he got any fights coming up? I'm just trying. He's got a fight the week week after. Who's he fighting? I don't know. I can't remember. I knew he was fighting at some point. Yeah. There's just some piece in box direct that he's happy fighting in front of fans again or something of that nature. So, you know. Uh, but yeah. That, was name, sorry, Matt. I was just going to say to Steve, actually, because of the name he mentioned on that card, the guy making his debut, was he 18, 19? Is it Halle Major Hakat, Steve? Have you been hearing yeah. about him? Yeah, I've, I've heard good things about him. I haven't seen him in action. I know he's only making his debut, but apparently he's the guy who gets bought in to, to give Javonta a bit of work and he's well thought of in that sort of, is it Baltimore, Washington kind of scene? And that there's a lot of talk to him. Has he got some kind of army links or something, Andy? Is that what they call Something like that? Or I, I, To be honest, mate, I was actually kind of looking around about YouTube and that and just to keep looking for sparring footage because there is some armchair fights and that, but I couldn't find anything. Because uh, when I heard when the, uh, new mentioned the the Davis span I said well, something's got to be out there somewhere but it's not there mm-hmm. so um, I didn't know much about him to be honest so I'm going to start digging into him but uh, I was looking at the weigh-in looks quite a tall guy I think he's at 146 146 pounds for the night I think he is um, shredded absolute shredded you see the six pack he's got on by the way Tim Bradley-esque no I, I, I don't mean thick but I'm talking about like the abs and stuff but uh, very quite tall for the weight um, this guy's fighting to Angelo Diaz, or uh, I think it was. Um, it was quite soft, but um, if, if if he's as good as what they're saying, then he could potentially get a kind of nearly stoppage with this fight. And they're not going to mess about either, because if he's fighting under Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather promotions don't tend to hang around. It's sink or swim in it. We've seen with guys like yeah. Gavriel and Jay Leon Love. They throw you in and see whether you're ready or not. Javonta yeah, Davis yeah. is obviously a swimmer. Yeah, Fame was the same. I remember him kind of getting kind of pushed early. Had the dog wars or the, the dog rounds in the Mayweather gym, as as Floyd likes to call him. Um, but dude, Jack's been in deep as well. He was with mm-hmm. Floyd. Don't know if he still is actually. Um, oh, remember all the horrid cuts he had in that Groves, all the type of fights. Um, Davis, he's had, obviously had uh, had him for. Shout out to Ryan Deal for dropping us a fiver in the super chat there. He's up at eight to make the pod. We appreciate that very much. There was a possibility that we were going to prank call an Aussie at some point today. We'll see if that still happens. I'm waiting for a message back from the person who wanted to set that up. I I have no problem messing with Aussies. You know, normally we wouldn't so much as acknowledge them, but what are you going to do? We need to start prank calling Aussie Smith to get him on the pod these days. 
Yeah, he's away playing cricket though. Silly boys rounders, as I call it. You know, <laughs> drinking his pims after the after the each innings, you know. Even Jens, how are you doing? I I still don't get that game. I've had it explained to me a hundred times, and I've watched it a oh, bit, man. and it still makes no fucking sense to me at all. Know that I'm slagging him, but I actually flew to Sri Lanka to watch up. By the way, each to his own, though. I must admit. So, hey, shout out to all the people in the chat today. Michael Thompson, Jim McDonald Boxing, Johnny Horsecock Nelson, of course, Ryan Deal throwing that uh, in there. Chuck Wuka is there, but he can't chat with us because he's on a shift, apparently with his finger up his behind, uh, jerking it to Coley. His words, not mine. Uh, Richard fight Chuck Wu, apparently. Richard Wetton, El Hombre, Mr. Jones, JD, uh, Edgy Phil. Oh, man. Yeah, we got a good group in there. Pat Reardon. Patrick Sweeney, take it. Yeah, take games is in there. What is up, man? Uh, we got a good group in there today. Thanks for hanging in. I bet you guys are just as bored as we are with this, with everything going on today. Uh, it was pretty interesting. I uh, on the Facebook page uh, today. If you guys go and check that out, it was it's it's a fight actually. I was uh, very very uh, unfamiliar with that. I didn't know about. But uh, I uh, got the introduction uh, to uh, Muhammad Ali against Ernest Terrell, who uh, went 15 rounds. And uh, Terrell refused to call Ali Ali before the fight and kept referring to him as Cassius Clay. And and Ali beat the living fuck out of him for 15 rounds. So there's a nice little highlight reel that Ring put together. We got that on the Facebook page. Andy, did you ever happen to see that uh, ass-whooping of epic proportions? Yeah, mate, uh, a long time ago, um, he called him Cash, uh, Cassius Clay, refused to call him by his name and just decided to keep, I mean, obviously, I don't even got away with that stuff these days, not constantly talking to him, taunting him, but I just can every time he kind of hurt him, backed off him, carried him the full rounds and just destroyed him. Um, yeah, it's probably one of the most meanest, meanest performances of Ali's earlier uh, half his career and that. Um, at that point, he was getting... He was getting oh, you came better than me about the racial politics of America around about that point. So, um, aye, as uh, as we because that was that was probably around about the same time as his conversion. I think it was to Islam as well, or just changed his name. I think it was after a it. couple of years after something, like aye, or maybe right like, after. It. Any Terrell was I'm trying to think, was that not one of his last fights as well before he was forced into that exile? Fuck, Six, I don't, I don't know, man. I. Uh, if if man after that fight, if I was him, I wouldn't have been fighting much more. He got the shit kicked out of him. I mean, Ali's just landing that fucking piston jab on him, asking him, "What's my name? What's my Hi. name?" That was that's a pretty classic stuff. Uh, let's see here. Richard Wetton believes that Clay was a racist. Um, there was that interesting story about all about Ali apparently attending a clan meeting. Did you ever hear about that, Andy? Yeah, I heard about that. Was, yeah, was, 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 <laughs> he actually bragged about it. Actually, it's in the. Um, he spoke about it at the time of the thriller Manila getting interviewed in his hotel. He says he actually got quite in it because he was like, he says it was it was all mysterious. I says they all come out with the hoods and stuff. Now I'm not going to use Ali's language now because it does uh, involve some some racial language now, but. He was having a bit, a bit of a chat with uh, these clan guys, and um, I think Ali was actually asked to speak. And he's like talking like so why white birds should basically, you know, marry with white birds. Birds with black birds. Uh, black yeah, with yeah, blue, yeah. blue with blue, and black with black, and all that sort of stuff. And then the clan guy says, well, we'll string up there, you know what? And uh, this, all that kind of joke and stuff like that. But I, the, the, the way he spoke about it was like, I kind of brag that, that, that kind of like, you know, this black guy just walked right into a clan meeting. Uh, only he would probably get away with that, to be honest with you. But I, it was uh, it was quite mysterious. Let's not talk about it. 
Yeah, I, uh, people are saying that mentioning in the chat that Ollie was not a fan of race mixing. That it's it's a really really touchy subject. It's kind of funny. I have a friend of mine whose uh, father, or excuse me, his uncle had over sixty children with different women. Obviously, not the same women. He had over sixty children, and when he was asked why, he said, "For the survival of my people." Well, must have been for the survival of your people, because it's not for the survival of your pocketbook. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> Everyone gets a dollar at Christmas. A, cu- a couple of things that I can't add much about this, but a couple of things about Terrell that always struck me. Number one, he was a big old unit, you know. He would have been a f- quite a sizable heavyweight even these days. And towards the end, I, can't, I think I don't think it was him being interviewed, but he was, someone was mentioning him who was being interviewed. And apparently towards the end, I don't think he quite made his 80s. He was only 70-odd when he died. He had real bad dementia, couldn't remember anybody. He was in some home in, I think he was from Chicago. And so he had it rough in the end, pretty much, you know, like Saad Mohammed and all guys of that that sort of era. He must have took some shots to Rel because he was he was in a bad way, got bad dementia, bad Alzheimer's and that. So um didn't end, end well for old Ernie. No, I think a lot of those guys, it's kind of unspoken um, how, how many of those boxers died at a pretty young age. Those uh, middle-of-the-century boxers, there weren't many of them that were going past 70. You know, uh, uh, what Joe Lewis, uh, he ended up, be, wasn't he, didn't he end up dying as a greeter at Caesar's Palace mm-hmm. at, at late 60s, early 70s? You know, Lewis, Joe Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I was just, just going to say that about... Um... Oh, eh, but in a Terrell in that, in that era, I mean, you remember the gloves these guys were, were wearing? It was padded as such. I mean, some of them were like six ounce mitts, eh, you know, eight ounce, you know, even at heavyweight. Um, obviously, you know, anything above middleweight these days or things above welterweight, it's got to be 10 ounce or something. Um, but aye, eh, got Tris Dixon's book as well. Just give that a wee plug. Eh, a lot of people who's been talking about it this week, obviously, some people are kind of catching up with it or buying it, uh, got, got it myself and that, so I need to try and catch up with that and maybe read it because uh, it seems to be quite prevalent that a lot of these injuries, and that doesn't matter what the name of the sport, football, American football, you know, rugby, boxing, UFC, wrestling and all that sort of stuff, it's, uh, it's kind of like asking the question and that. It is quite the question. And uh, speaking of fights where you really wondered about the fighter's physical health running forward, Steve, why don't you tell us about an upcoming punches from the past? <laughs> yes. That's better than my setup, so I should get him on the next one. No, um, I was just going to mention briefly, uh, me and Andy recently recorded an episode of Punches from the Past. Anyone who's on patreon.com forward slash boxing asylum will be able to access it at the end of the month. It's the fantastic fight between... Uh, Tim Bradley and Ruslan Provodnikov. I tell you what, there were some brains rattling in that one. It was uh, coming towards the end of the guy's career back in 2013. Uh, Provodnikov, obviously, he was a massive puncher, big Russian guy trained by Freddie Roach. Couldn't speak a word of English. Having his first fight up at 147, winning against Bradley. Uh, we went back, cut some audio clips from HBO and just watched the first, the full 12 rounds, me and Andy together. There was blood. There was uh, Bradley getting dropped early on. Roy Jones was uh, insisting constantly that Provodnikov was hurt and Bradley was going to take all the shots. And then, of course, in the 12th round, Tim Bradley, the definition of a champion. And as, as Jim Lampley said in round 12, I've got it written down here, Ruslan Provodnikov might not look like a champion tomorrow, but he'll sure look like a fighter. He was battered to bits, Andy, wasn't he? His eyes were all over the place. His head was swelled. He looked like a space raider. Bradley Provodnikov, one of the great fights of recent times. Some seven or eight years old now. As I uh, fight of the year for, was it 20... What did you say it was again? 2013, aye. Christ's sake. Time flies, aye. You see, Ruslan's left eye hanging in bits. Um, 
absolutely savage fight. You know, I think even Bradley sp- spoke about it not, not long ago, actually, talking about how there's quality of life, but it's, it's taken years off my life. And, that. and you just wonder as well as uh, how he gets older, and maybe just you know, how he reacts and stuff. Is to, you know, you've got to ask, ask the question as well as how much did he really actually take in that fight? It took, it, it took it actually took his prime because we'll talk about it as well when we got all depressed after the Pacquiao win as such he blew up weight it was like 30 pounds uh, feeling suicidal having to get all the weight off coming down having to then fight Ruslan Provodnikov and getting pinged early in that first round and notice, notice like the, the first round Steve was it it was like almost every time Provodnikov threw that, that, that right hand and he, if he landed it Bradley felt it, he was sagging, the, the legs would dip, he would be swaying over the place. You know, these days, you know, I know it's only like eight, nine years ago or whatever it is now, but you just want to as well, see, other referees could easily have put, uh, pulled Bradley out of that fight. He was so so badly, badly. They could have stopped Provodnikov around the ninth and 10th too. Fucking Roach was talking about it yeah. in the corner. Yeah, he did, he did, yeah. yeah. That's true. See, now, though, I would have loved to have done that with you guys because that was that was one of my favorite fights of the era. And if you guys go back and you listen to the podcast that we did uh, for the preview and the review of that fight, good companion piece because the peop- most of the people on the podcast thought it was going to be a shit fight. And I said it was going to be a war because Provodnikov would be there to be hit and Bradley had a chip on his shoulder from the Pacquiao fight. Definitely one of my finer predictions that I've ever made because that was a fucking war. It was a great fight, mate. Absolutely great fight. And you're right about Roach using that as well. It was, it was late in the fight. He's demanding a KO. He was, he was stopping the fight. And uh, to be honest, he came with that 12th round for Vodnikov. He almost got it. You know, was it like last, I don't know, was it? Bradley took the Bradley took the knee with like last twenty seconds. seconds, Yeah, yeah. say it was within the last 10, 20 seconds he took the knee. Aye, so uh, that just narrowed the scorecards. It was like one fourteen, one thirteen. I think I had it. Um, So I think uh, as well as if if he'd scored round one or two, a ten eight for Provodnikov in the cards would have been very interesting. Like, but uh, yeah, it was a great fight and. I suppose you give it to Bradley, and that that's where he ended his stripes. And that's I suppose that's how you kind of like you know you quell the haters after all the shit that he took. I mean, it wasn't his fault that he got the pack out. And I was disgusted with it as well that he you know that, that he got the victory. But you think about it as well. It wasn't his fault. Was it? It was the bloody judges, man. They got it wrong, badly wrong, and uh, he just paid the, the price for it. Unfortunately, you know, outside the ring, you know, to the point where he's absolutely. So I say suicidal. So uh, get on to the Patreon, guys. All the content in there. And uh, this when's it dropping, Steve? Uh, it'll be the end of this month, so about about the twenty fifth, something like that. Yep. And uh, plans underway for the next one as well. So uh, get on the Patreon, get on the Facebook Patreon page as well. Only sub- uh, subscribers. And uh, let's see that paper, baby. Well, exactly. But what Andy says is right there. It was actually the only Terrell thing that reminded me of it about Bradley later on in life. Hopefully he doesn't suffer the repercussions. But I think the fact that he was, when he was boxing and he was on the move and, and he wasn't allowing Provodnikov to stand still, because Provodnikov could only really hit him when Bradley went stationary because Provodnikov's legs weren't fast enough. His feet weren't fast enough to get into position. But whenever Bradley stood there to trade with him, I think that might have been a result of what you said, Andy, of the Pacquiao thing. We mentioned before going in, he took a lot of shit for that. Unnecessary shit as well, because it wasn't his fault at the end of the day. And I wonder whether that played on his mind about standing there and fighting. And at the end, there, there was booze going out and stuff. And, and Bradley had it rough as well. I mean, I know he talks on ESPN now, but he definitely had it rough after that, and it was only looking back that you remembered just how much grief he got from that Pacquiao fight. 
Yeah, looking through the, the older interviews and stuff, it was um, even like after he retired, he, he still kind of talks about it. We've mentioned his wife kind of like pulling him through it. Uh, he, he, he was really at a point after that fight, I believe, that he was actually reading everything that was getting said about him about that fight. Um, if you look at the, um, some of this, that was at the time when uh, Bobby, which his name, used to kind of collect all the scorecards and that every Sunday morning. Oh, um, yeah, the fight score collector, fight, Bobby. Fight score collector, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm sure I, I found the article where there's, uh, he'd actually collected the, the entire scorecards. Your names are in there and that as well. You know, all the major outlets that were there. And uh, very, very few had it for Bradley. And uh, as I say, he, he copped a lot of shit. I mean, times, you can just imagine sitting in the car, right? Or you go to the car, you're putting petrol in your car and you've got your kids in the car and somebody kind of walks past just abusing you because like you get a decision in the fucking boxing fight. It's incredible, man. But um, as he says in that as well, the guy was like, you know, at a distance because he's not going to be swapping hands with Tim Bradley, even though people were saying he was a kind of, he was a, a feather-fisted puncher, wasn't he? But uh, as I say, the, the, the main thing about this fight that was well was that he was just hurt multiple times, I mean, multiple times. Just about every time, every every round he was hurt, just about, you know, and just to find the balls, just to, you know, like, hang in there, fight his way back, and uh, just, yeah, you know, hung it all out to dry, man, and um, he fought, you know, a good number of years after that, close fights, fought Pacquiao twice more, uh, he, he fought Marquez as well, a really good fight, and um, almost got caught late off uh, Vargas, um, the 12th round. And he was literally winning every uh, fucking minute of that fight until that was, point. And Vargas out, is such a douche. He was out on his feet, and it was the referee's fault, because I think the, the, the ref thought he'd heard the bell. There was something like 10, 15 seconds left in the fight. And that was quite mental, because like, people were thinking, like, Bradley had been stopped. There was no chance he could stop the guy, eh? Just no chance he could do it. Well, so was the referee. Wasn't he the same that's referee as Provodnikov fight as well? That's who it was. Maybe we were talking about it as well. If it, uh, it was possibly one of his last big events, I think, mate. Pat Russell. Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Uh, he got kind of sort of kind of pensioned off quietly after that, maybe three or four fights on the kind of low key cards and that, and then he was kind of, you know, side side exit. Well, look at that later. comment, Andy, on the screen. I'm sure, I went back and watched that fight. <laughs> oh, mate, I see, I, just we'll just fill these in, right? Uh, a wee bit of trade secrets as to how we do these podcasts, right? Or especially me, Steve, do these punches for the past. So we'll pick a fight, right? <clears throat> And we'll have uh, we'll pick fights to watch. And I says to Steve, "Didn't he watch Junior Water fight, mate? Didn't he do it?" And he said, ah, "I need to watch it after it's been a while and stuff." And he came back to me. And he says, "Andy, I put that in three times speed rather than two times. It was brutal. <laughs> it was horrendous." Oh, it was, man. I shouldn't have gone back. I had that nostalgia because I remember watching it at the time on ITV or whenever Hennessy was shown, and I thought, "Nah, it was a good fight, man." But nah, Andy was right. It wasn't a good fight at all. So that was an L for me. But there you go. And and uh, Rob Kelly is, is uh, joining us uh, under the uh, pseudonym Juan Payday today. Uh, Rob, good to good to have you on here. We're talking Bradley Provodnikov pimping out the new uh, punches from the past episode. That's Juan Payday. Juan oh, Payday. Payday. You, you I both, know that. God, for fuck's sake. Motherfuckers don't even speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 hey, uh, speaking of another fight, we're filling time. It's a shit week in boxing. That's not Let Spanish. Me, that's that's Mexican I was speaking uh, of. You didn't know. That, Spanglish? You mean? Yeah. Whatever, whatever. 
Hey, if, if I uh, were to tell you to go back and watch the uh, first fight between Juan Manuel Marquez and Juan Diaz, would that give you a semi-boner? I feel like I have done that recently for a podcast from the past that we covered that one. That was the one before Bradley Pavon. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I had I've definitely watched it during the pandemic. I've watched a lot of Marquez and Barrera actually and uh, Morales and all that during especially at the first early part of the pandemic when there was fuck all actual boxing on so well let's pimp that office. one out too. Yeah. Pimp my right, it's a it's a culture, isn't it? Yeah. Pimp pimp my pimp my Patreon. Everyone's pimping something. Pimp, <laughs> pimping ain't easy, but it sure is fun. <laughs> All right. I'll give you the fucking. I'm on the fire pit start job tonight. I don't know how to fucking turn this camera around. I can show you my fire pit. Hey, what's yeah. with the B? What's the B? Barakas here, though. That's not. That's just me. Bad. Oh, right. Area, I, see I, have go, I, see I have to go for the aerial view. You know what I mean? <laughs> that on, man, I'll show you. I'm that on the man fire can, pit tonight. That Let's man can pimp a butterfly. Yeah, exactly. My fire's going out. I'm having a few cans here, out the car, so I'm I'm game ball for anything. Anything could happen. Anything goes. Let me turn this camera off. <laughs> if you hear screams, it's because Rob has drunkenly fallen into his own fire. Yeah, I'm getting good at lighting the old fires now. You know what I mean? That could be disposing of evidence or bodies. You name it. Anyway, let's fucking move on there swiftly. What are we talking about? Yeah, so we're pimping out the Patreon more. So yeah, we have another one up there. The Marquez uh, Diaz first fight. One of the best fights that I've seen I in my time really recently. watching boxing. I recently thought of a fight that we could cover for the Patreon. And in true Rob Kelly fa uh, fashion, I've forgotten it. <laughs> but the other day, I had a fight in my head. I was like, I should say that to the boys. Eventually, I'll get around to mentioning that, and we should rewatch that one. I'm sure it will come to me over the duration. It's no way uh, Rigo and Do against Cordobo, is it? It's Rigo. Uh, actually, Andy, it's Rigo Donaire. Did we ever do that one before? No, I don't think so. No. Gabe will love that one, by the way. Yeah, Gabe will be all in for that. I must text him there, see how he is. I'll watch Rigo Agbeko in advance. <laughs> I think I think we'd probably have to put that one on OnlyFans because Gabe would be jerking off well, the whole time. Talking of OnlyFans, <laughs> talking of OnlyFans, I'm just going to put this in the chat tease quietly. Have a look at that. Where's... Get that get that one OnlyFans, Steve, aka. Oh boy, Michelle Joy yes. Phelps. Ah, he's giving the fucking game away. He just said fucking say nothing. You're just looking at. <laughs> I wouldn't pay for it. Put it that way. If I could get a bootleg or something. Anyway, sorry, gentlemen. Nice. It's bank holiday over here at the moment, so I'm uh, feeling. Like, what what happened? Was there any boxing over the weekend? I'm all all in for Jake Paul Mayweather. That's basically what I was putting my <laughs> I hopes on. I knew it, Matty. He's he's your soulmate, baby. Get in there. Hold on, I'm just gonna say when you see women like that, you wonder why men don't have to pay for sex every time that we have it. <laughs> <laughs> Only pay when the missus finds out about us. Not right. Um, here, <laughs> here, here, Rob, Rob, before you get stuck into this, I'm going to have to not... Uh, there's a belly of the week coming for you here from Ben O'Connor. Oh. Are you ready, Rob? Yeah, go for it, yeah. Okay. He says, uh, fucking hell, Steve, I'm cracking up still. Rob Kelly, absolutely adamant that it's Jake Paul Mayweather is fighting and saying Paul should bring the girl Mayweather beat up to the ring with him. She's dead for fuck's sake. L's and Bellia's all around for R. Kelly last week. <laughs> a bit of a bit of an, a lol from Ben O'Connor there, Rob. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't say she wasn't dead. 
Yeah, you just didn't know how dark his humor is. Talk about the dead, right? This is totally segueing by the way. It's not, not it's no box related, and maybe I should do it on my own time. Uh, but I, I'm doing it on my own time. It was uh, <laughs> the the Argentinian football league finished on uh, two days ago, right? And it was a team who'd never won the league or something like that. And there's a fucking video appeared on Twitter. Right, this all this guy's da- dad had died, right? He's obviously got obviously got the kind of big clay ceramic urn. Right? <laughs> He's fucking got it on the table. He's got the fucking drill out, drill the hole in it, and put a funnel and put a slight end of the bottle of wine into his dad's fucking urn. Fucking that celebrate like a nothing. fucking nut job. Honestly, guys, what the fucking mong? <laughs> dad probably didn't even like football. He's like, this can't make the show me. <laughs> Jay can't. You know what I'm saying? They, they... <laughs> Thanks to Paul Statton for dropping two ninety nine into the super chat for some reason. We appreciate you. It you seemed to come around the same that. time that we were saying terrible things about a dead woman. So give the people what they want. Actually, Bell you with a week back for that fella because I didn't say it. I know he's fighting the fucking the Logan one. I know fucking Yeah, he's fighting Logan. I know that. He's fighting Johnny Logan tonight and then next week. He's going to fight Jake Paul because it's going to, Jake Paul's going to pull his hat off in the ring. I'm after telling you what way this is going to play out. More fool me thinking that it was happening on Saturday, given the full fucking breakdown from it last week. And it's not even on till tonight. So this is the fight that's never going to go away. We're going to be talking about this for a good month. Well, it sorts itself out in boxing. What time is it actually on tonight anyway? Do we know? I, mean, I, know. I think it's my on, little one wants to get six. up for it because she's eleven. She's eleven. She's mad uh, to get up for it. But I, I think it comes on here in four hours and ten minutes. Oh is, God, it's going to be like six o'clock in the morning with us, then, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not the main. I am. It's only fifty bucks. So I'm thinking about it. I'm used to oh, Mayweather. Oh, fifty. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. I'm used to Mayweather events costing a hundred bucks. So this kind of seems like a bargain. And I, I want to see Jared hurt. Give me a Give me man. Take out a 50 quid or $50, right? Take it out of your wallet right now and set it on fire. Then go to your bed, right? I'll tell you what, guy. If I was you guys knowing how I get fucked on bets, bet on whoever's playing Nadal from here on out in the French because I put 110 bucks on Nadal to win at minus 125. So my hunch is that he, like, pulls a hamstring this year. Nah, he's in good juice, baby. So, uh... Take aim. So, what, 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 for fuck's sake, regarding what? They, that could you paying anything. for that pay per view? Oh, okay. I didn't know what he was talking about. That could have been anything. Jeez, $50, man. Dude, we used to have to pay 100 bucks for a lot of these that's things. That's why... round exhibition against a guy who weighs 190 pounds against a dwarf. That's why you guys talk about 20 bucks for some of your pay per views and shit. And I'm like, what's the big We don't pay for it, bill? though. We don't no, pay you for got that. your fucking Inferno twigs going, you fucking... I don't. I don't. Me and Steve's team stream. We don't... Team stream, we don't, Yeah, we don't do Inferno twigs. So is there no and knockouts it, or anything tonight, then? Or no points or what? There's no points, but they can have knockouts. Actually, if I was a betting man, and, and if you could bet on this farce, Leonard Ellerby has given a clue as to how it might play out. He said it's going to be the most entertaining Floyd fight in years. So I'm thinking there's going to be a stage knockdown or a moment of drama. Or adversity for Mayweather to overcome in this fucking yeah. complete circus. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I actually want to fight and watch it because I want to see Jarrett Hurd, and there was something else on there that seemed vaguely. Oh, you, know, you, you try to backtrack it by saying something else. You want to watch Jarrett Hurd instead. 
Well, I have to, there was no boxing on for me yesterday. Like, so, I'm this isn't boxing, though. This isn't, it's just Jared Hurd who's, who's like fighting a fucking bin man at this point. But at least it's showtime, so it's not going to be like the thriller cards where I have to like watch musical interludes between all of it and, and watch Snoop Dogg get higher and higher through the night, which is kind of entertaining in its own right. But showtime, I've actually hired that, that fucking gammon, uh, what do you call him, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, whatever it is, on some sort of contract. You want to give me the fucking money? What's the point of that? Stream yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Ames. Uh, yeah, uh, Chad Ochocinco is fighting too. He was a football player. He's like 43. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and yes, it is Chad 85, and that was his number for the football team. Oh, that's what in, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. This has been great wasting time so far. Uh, fantastic. We've managed to. I feel like we're wasting we're, our own time more yeah. than listeners. To be next All week. I'm going to say. The viewers are up. It's still it's staying where it is. Rob. Wait, wait till next week where we actually have to cover this fucking fight. Holy <laughs> shit. What is this going to look like? Fucking hell, Massacre, man. £35 weight advantage to the other guy, though. That is something interesting. If Floyd doesn't knock him out, then I'm not interested. Yeah. No, he will. He'll try and knock him out. Like he, Remember he beat that guy from Tekken 2 in an exhibition there a few <laughs> years ago? He'll knock it. You just get it out of the way, won't you? Like quick payday. Payday. I know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, do you want to talk the fucking fight? Do you want to talk about the fights? I saw some of the fights last night. Yeah. Bit Eddie yeah. Sorry, Eddie Eddie give, give us your Even thoughts. Eddie. I'm laughing about Tekken 2 over here. Uh, Daniel Dubois against Bogdan Dini 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 Dino. That, who could have saw that coming? That was, a, that was a big shock, wasn't it? Daniel Dubois evaporating him the first time he touched him. Um, it'd be nice if Dubois would start moving his head for some of his coaches. Um, because as he goes up the levels, we saw George always paced him with the jab for the for the whole fight in the, la- the last time. And like the Bogdan Dino, who I think has lost even to the safety pin, hasn't he? Um, was catching him. You know, it's only two rounds or whatever, but he's not moving his head at all. He's stagnant coming in, so that's going to be a problem for him as he goes up the levels. Tommy Fury versus that lad that they got on two days' notice. Yeah, more fool me for watching the full fucking four rounds of this and the post-fight interviews as well, by the way. I can't be stopped. I'm out of control. Um, Tommy Fury actually felt bad for him. He was getting a lot of abuse and that coming to the ring and... Uh, He's not a fighter, like is he, man? He should have just fucking not. He should have just gone on Love Island and gone down that road of getting endorsements. I don't think he's a fighter, like. Um, he could go on to prove me wrong, but it's it's kind of painful watching his progress because you're seeing a complete novice with a lot of spotlight on him, making awful mistakes, and he was getting clipped there last night. And I just feel like it's only a matter of time before this fucking hype train ends. Now maybe I'm proved wrong, and they're fighting men, and they go on to fucking reign supreme, but. They're talking, they keep calling for this fucking Jake Paul or Logan Paul, whoever the fuck. One of these Pauls, right? You keep on calling for this fight. I fucking say that's a 50-50 fight. I know Ozzy came me on that one before because he said um he said that the, that Tommy Fury be sure favourite. I'm I'm going for the Paul fella in a 50-50 fight here, like which I don't think is gonna happen either, by the way. But uh yeah, that wasn't great, like on BT Sport. Uh, shout out to to Nathan. He he is a heaney. Um, he did this thing and got a win on win on there, but um, yeah, shocking fucking card. Is what is is the end of BT Sport and, and boxing near? Do you think with this 
Um, Eddie to Dazon, evening Ed, who's changed the game this week, by the way. Sorry, fucking, that's probably why the BT card was so shit because Eddie did a press conference this week where he announced he has changed the game. Yeah. So the game has changed, and BT Ooh. is showing up, putting yeah. up shit cards. Maybe it hasn't changed too much. <laughs> Imagine hell, putting up the hashtag game changed all over the place and then pictures of Campbell Hatton and Huey Fury. I suppose game I is still game is still as average as ever, wasn't such a, a catchy hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> What, what, this game is the exact same. You just can't watch it on TV anymore and have to download an app. It doesn't have the same ring to it. Exactly. We got we watched it on telly and we're going to sit on a fucking two inch screen on something your lap, watching it, getting fucking sear necks. But I see all about with, with, with these, you know, cliche sayings and stuff. And I want to come back to what they're talking about the broadcasting team, but as you say, the game's Real changed. Real quick before you do, thanks to mm-hmm. Johnny Horsecock Nelson dropping a Woo. buck 99 into the Super Chat. We're up to almost a 10 bucks today. That almost uh, covers uh, the uh, the alcohol addiction of the Scots in the room, so uh, good on you. <laughs> you should see the sales tax these fuckers are charging us, Matty. You get about 50p out of that. Well, yeah, they had to do something because we put that fucking tariff on the Scotch. We, it was totally wrong. You know, like, I, I have nothing against you guys, Andy. Nothing. I want... As much of your scotch for as cheap of a price as I can get. I love you guys. I'll send it to you quietly, man. Don't know what to put it. God but love get, you. But getting back to the Essex Wide Boy, right? Games change. 16 shows a year. Exclusive to the zone on your app, right? So the game is getting changed. But meanwhile, top ranks doing 50 shows a year. 50 plus shows a year across all ESPN platforms. So this is just typical Eddie spin. Everything he does he, or promotes, it's... It's a big show, according to him. Everything's massive. Everything's fantastic. Everything's great. All the cliche claims when the actual fact is all he's doing is... And you're going to see it as well. We've seen it with the Sky shows and we're going to see it with the, uh, the zone shows, the, the fights he's putting on. Connor Bain against someone else. Ted Cheeseman will, will make an appearance somewhere. And Eddie well, is just basically picking up a shit, rolling it in glitter, but at the end of the day, it still smells like fucking shit. And that's what's going to end up happening here. These shows will be shit. He's put himself on the line here again, saying, you know, they're going to come out the traps, there's going to be big fights and all this nonsense, pay-per-views here each day. But he's been saying that on Sky for fucking years now. You know, oh, it's a, it's a big show, you know, pay-per-view this, it's fantastic, big, big shows. He never fucking delivers it. Now, I would imagine he's going to up, up it a wee bit here, right? But ultimately, he needs to get the big fights. He's come in here, you know, at the start of the zone, you know, with that billion-dollar contract, he's talking about are going to sign Charlo, Broner, all these guys. Who does he fucking end up showing it? Jesse Vargas. Woo! Gabe Rosado. Morris <laughs> Hooker. Woo! Right? <laughs> Meanwhile, Anthony Joshua gets iced in his first fight in the zone in America against Andy Ruiz. Woo! Double woo! <laughs> fucking fantastic. So, uh, Eddie's... Um, He's got to spin it a bit, you know. Enjoy your one ninety nine. He's got to jump up. I'd imagine at some point they can't afford one ninety nine for any much longer. Surely, Christ. But uh, apart from the Canelo bed, uh, um, he's got to start getting these big fights made, and uh, he's not really again. In my opinion, he's not got the stable, and he's buying fighters or getting fighters that are near to him. Guys like Kai Gucci, you know, the light flyweight champ. Eddie doesn't know if I can like flyways. What's the point of putting them on unless you're in a daily type of fights in Mexico or Japan or whatever? It makes no sense. You used to get the big fighters, the guys at Welterweight, Crawford, Pacquiao. He used to get into that kind of crowd, but uh, he can't do it. So he's going to stick a bit with Canelo. But uh, best of luck to him. And uh, from what we're hearing about Sky and that, it's not really looking too promising for the future there either. So fuck's sake. 
Yeah, Kelly Maloney. At the risk of being a hater, which I know we all are, but um, one foam sums it up quite well for me. He says, the zone will sink. No crossover from TV viewers, which is a start. Demographic of, of boxing fans is older, not suited to apps. I've said this before. I think apps is obviously the future. We all know that. We're not stupid. But I think it's still a bit too soon for that. A lot of the, the cards on the likes of Fox, PBC and that are still ordered on the old red button and people using video players and whatnot. I don't think it's quite there yet. I think the zone are going to struggle without that sky beast behind them. And at the beginning, it will be, oh, we're here to stay, blah, blah, blah. They've been around for, what is it, three years, three and a half years already. So it's not that big. The money's already dwindled down. Maybe if they pick up some what BT Sport are getting rid of, if they start to get rid of the Premier League or the Champions League, they could maybe pick that up. I think they're going to struggle. Plus, they're doing their own um, uh, production and all that. They're going to have to have all their own videoing and, and camera work and stuff. I think it's going to be a struggle for them after these first few months. In the UK, uh, it could be a struggle, but you got to remember in the United States, we have the young Hispanic demographic who loves boxing and has been driving boxing in America for quite a long time. Yeah, but they're not going to watch Natasha Jonas fights, are they, if they've got any sense? <laughs> no, but, no, but but if, if you look at some of the fighters that, that he is securing, that it looks like Eddie, even in some of the fighters he's uh, you know he's feeding to these people, he's looking at some Mexican talent, clearly. Um, okay. So I, I think and, yeah, the guys like beat Warrington and shit like that but and going from there because you're 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 getting people contracted for an extra fight and shit like that and i think with what he's doing he's trying to get a little bit of a foothold in with some mexican talent i could be wrong but i think that's the de- demographic he's chasing See, the thing is sorry rob i was going to say go ahead man eddie's going to be talking about like production value and all that sort of shit but hearing stories that maybe mike costello is going to sign up on the broadcast team i like mike costello right he's fantastic at what he does but i don't know if he was you know, be good in the broadcast and a live fight because it's a different kind of breakdown in it, in it because on the radio he's kind of breaking down everything that's happening as it's happening whereas on the telly you can see it for yourself as, as, as it's actually going on so signing all these guys top talent broadcast team it just costs major money money that could be easily diverted into making big fights or better fights 50-50 fights fights we want to see happen uh, instead of that, we're going to get other razzmatazz, the fireworks, the lighting effect and all that shit, and uh, people just drink it in. Great night of boxing for like a pricey a, a fish supper and two tins of lager or whatever it was back in the day. But uh, that's what we're going to get. That's definitely what we're going to get. And the value, I think, will be like what we're going to get on Sky for the last three or four years. With maybe a sprinkling of good cards here and there. Well, it's interesting because um, the guy, of all people, was on Irish radio this week discussing this on um, Off the Ball, the, the sports radio channel. Um, and the pre- presenter, I can't remember his name, wasn't that other fool that asked Roy Jones about the cockfighting? It was a different guy. Um, he said um, it's going to make a big difference to the casual supporter when they haven't got that you know solid week of build up that you get on Sky Sports News where the, the their big fights are everywhere for the week and you may you know you may even be able to coax out the likes of Tony Bellew or something to give you a comment here and there on the fights that are coming up but that, that, that's a big point they're missing I mean how the fuck do you replicate that um that that uh, cable television or satellite television model of pumping out the advertising for the whole week like basically drawing in the casual supporters to go and buy the pay-per-view how do you replicate that across an app the guy, the guy um, seems to reckon that Dazone are not that far away from getting Premier League rights. I'm not so sure about that. I've been hearing that fucking since the Dazone's inception, and they don't seem to be any closer to making any announcements on it. So I think that will. I mean, Sky Sports Boxing 
has benefited from the the fact that the Premier League is on because you get that crossover with the supporter. They go watch the West Ham or whatever, and they fucking pile a twenty quid on to see Anthony Joshua knock out some. Does it help netball? Yeah, <laughs> not so far. I think we're going to be left with netball and Kenny Maloney doing it. I don't know. That's well, it might be, it might be a good combination. Person, <laughs> Who knows? That might prove to be a, a great combination. Um, but yeah, I don't see the zone. Unfortunately, call me a cynic. I don't see um, a big future for the zone in the UK. Des put up an interesting one there, though, Rob, that I've said from the beginning as well. It has a Satanta sports feel about it, even right down to the yellow colouring. 100%. Get Bunsy back on there. Get Look, you can get Bunsy <laughs> back on because obviously Jade can't. So Jade get, can't. Get oh, you back on there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, you know, they were looking for, um, they were making uh, suggestions about who to, to add to the broadcast team. So I think, like, if you're, you know, we are available, guys. I know we make a lot of money on this Patreon, but if the numbers are right, you want to bring us in there for the new Akabarak show, have the Boxing Asylum on the zone. We're all I'm for, for it. I'm not for sale. Oh, I'm for sale and happy. I'll be over there talking shit about all you and all. I'll be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you, I bet you. <laughs> yeah, see that, like, see that cunt bastard? I never hate you. I always <laughs> hate that honest bastard. I never, to be honest with you, I, 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 I can't see a problem with this fight. I mean, <laughs> this is a great matchup that I'm very excited about. No, get Anthony on. Get Anthony yeah. on. Well, he'll be hanging out for a job now, but I've heard from what I've heard on the inside scoop is that uh, unfortunately Anthony Bellew might have to actually really go into exile because I don't think he's part of the shakeup on uh, the zone. But they were off they were on the on the ball this week on social media and everything, and they were asking about who they should add to the lineup. Gotta be Parky, like, hasn't it? Gotta be Parky Russ. <laughs> If you're doing open auditions, like, what more do you want? Like, you want passion for boxing? Drive-throughs, drive-bys, whatever you want. Fucking <laughs> Parky's got it. Mickey T.O. Mickey T.O. will be fighting on the zone in the first six months. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is... Anybody out there, fucking point him in the right direction. Good man, Russ, get in there on that zone uh, action. Any, anybody's got an issue, go take up Mick Porky. Might need don't, to pay some compensation. Him. Don't they phone might... him, though. He'll just block your number. Go see him. <laughs> Go see him. They might need to pay some compensation to, you know, Coca-Cola, Lacoste, and Innovation Alloys, but I'm sure the deal can be done. Let's not rule it out. Stop it! Stop, stop, stop the fake news! Stop! Woo! <laughs> I wonder if the kids ever got that chocolate chip cookie, by the way. That was fucking brilliant. <laughs> that was fucking amazing, man. That was brilliant. Uh, you, man, know was he was himself. you know his, he was eating of himself. You know he was eating of himself. His tenacity to, for, for the sport and his love for the sport, you got to love him, really. At the end of the day, we're all of a sudden done. Like, he, his, his drive to keep going, he, he put out a statement on WhatsApp to say that he was taking a break after doing 47 videos for me and then sent me a message the other day with six videos from June so he's back, <laughs> he's back more times than Mayweather after retirement you gotta give him a shot back there Sinatra man Jesus Sugar yeah. Ray Robinson combined yeah yeah he's like five time five time innovation alloy champion he's a good lad good man Russ and uh just not to switch gears too much but uh here's your fucked up fight of the week fans uh on Friday from California Marco Antonio Barrera versus Jesus Soto Carras what? Wow. Yeah. I couldn't believe this when he found this. <laughs> is it confirmed that this is not an exit? This is actually a pro fight. This is an exhibition. Six rounder, Andy, I think. A six rounder. Is it a pro fight, though? I think so, yeah. It's on box rec, so it must be three minute rounds. Be fun. Fucking hell. 
We'll, we'll, I guess we'll find out on Saturday Jeez, Brera, morning. Brera must, be like, Brera must be 50 now. No? Late 40s at least. He's got to be touching it because what he, cause he had his little comeback. He, he lost to, he lost to uh, Marquez. He won a couple and then he just disappeared. And that was like 2010-ish. And what was he, 37 or 8? How long ago, Matty, till he lost to Amir Khan with the big cut? Yeah, that yeah, let's too. Let's go back to 2007 or something. I was going to say, I was going to say 2008, aye. I was going to pull up his record, give him a second to you. It's on box right, right enough, man. Jesus Christ. Soto Karras. Someone <laughs> said, someone said Steve Kim is going to be under zone for... Oh, he was, look, he was looking for that money. He was looking at the camera too much for me um, uh, last weekend. Uh, Josh Taylor fight, so he was um, looking for that the zone paper as well. You know, big pal of Eddie's hates Al Heyman, um, bit of a racist, so I'll fit in pretty well. There, there, hates Rob Kelly as well. Does he? He hates he's me not as a well. Huge fan, yeah. He just he's a hateful person. I'm just looking at Soto Karasi's record actually. He's he fought he's fucking in, everybody, dude. Everybody, everybody. Right? but he's also been assaulted a fair times in those fights. I mean, camera guy. I mean, fucking hell. Abru, Thurman, He's Alexander. a CTA 30, is man. He can't be in good shape. Remember that per- that, that Berto fight was a bit of a war, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Uh, Dana. That was a good Mike one. Mike Jones. Aydin. Gabe Rosado. Mike Jones. He was a bad puncher. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Me Gomez. Aydin. I forgot about him, man. And fucking, who was that dick at 160? Yildirim. What's with these Yildirim. Turkish fighters? Like... Man, they they like come over. They they're like these huck, like just like sculpted motherfuckers, and they suck. I mean, they just suck. You <laughs> <laughs> see some of like some of the uh, uh, Turkish based Germans, like the heavyweights, Altankaya, fucking hell, garbage man. But I, I mean, what is he now? I don't know what age he is. Sort of Karas, and as I says Brera must be late forties at this point. <laughs> The pay-per-view, no doubt. I, I think I see this on Fight TV or something. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm going to pull up Fight TV to find out how much it is. I'm sure it is. I'm sure I've seen that. Oh, there we go. There it is. Return of the Legends, it's called. $12.99, Matty. So there you go. Save your fucking $50 a night and go and watch Marco and Terrell Barrera next week on Fight TV for $13. Order now and you get $1 fight credit on the Me- Fight app. Make hey, a smart go. investment, Maddie. Make a smart investment. You need to make a dollar on your fight credits, <laughs> mate. I don't want to watch Fat Barrera. But it's rated a 4.8 stars. What's Mayweather? Fucking no stars. <laughs> this is such a fucked up week. It's such a fucked up I honestly, week. I've said it before. I honestly think this is all proof that we're in a simulation and the simulation is glitching. Something up. I don't know what the fuck is up. CERN 2012, Rob. CERN 2012, man. They fucked the beautiful, it. The beautiful, beautiful city of Miami. Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, the greatest fighter of all time, is fighting a YouTuber with blonde highlights tonight for this for the meager price of $50. Fuck don't hell. do it, my. Don't in, do in, it. A, in, another, in another timeline, Julio Cesar Chavez has exceptional work ethic and is the undefeated light middleweight champion of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Here, look, look at that one there from Chris Butler. The Lopez fight is going to be twenty-three quid on Fight TV, according to Chris. For yeah, fuck's just, sake! Yeah, just, I just uh, have a quick look at it there. Let's see. The Tiafimo Lopez card is deep, man. Like you're going to have plenty of stuff to talk about next yeah, week. It's on fucking trailer, yeah. man. It's good. Yeah, like rap shows. 
I think the universe punished me for making Steve host two weeks in a row. I think that's kind of what fucking happened there. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar and the Snoop better be on camera than lines. I want. That's, that's what I must see. Wait to see the fucking see state of Lampley. If you thought he used to cry on HBO, oh, wait to see the state of him next week when oh, he turns up be. on trailer. Oh, man. He's getting old, man. He's getting old. It's get, This call, instead of it's happening with Foreman, what's, is going to be, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> I, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what better ham. Fucking, he better put his HRT patch back on so he doesn't suck and start crying. He's going to be crying just from the contact smoke in the dressing room when he comes out. <laughs> <laughs> We saw punches. We saw savagery. I never thought in my life I heard. I never, I never, never in my life thought I'd hear Jim Lampley have a have a have a a portion of the fight where he has to go to Snoop Dogg instead of Max instead of fucking what's it called it Harold Letterman. I've got a story for you, right? I don't know. I came. It's a quiet week, so we can get away with. I wish Paddy Cronin was around these days so he'd get him on to tell a story a bit. Did anybody Ooh. actually hear his story talking about uh, I think he, Paddy was in Texas for the Andy Lee fight against uh, Chavez? I think I'm right in saying that. That sounds about uh, right, yeah. It was such a fucking joke. Aye, right. And uh, Mr. Lampley had um, apparently been seen in the hotel bar. Um, like, I think it was after the fight or something. So he's had a few drinks and that with some, some ladies. A couple of ladies that they uh, each side them, etc. Oh, of course it happens, man. He's he's earning the big money in that box know, office, so. baby. Fuck's yeah, maybe maybe just dip in the pocket. Then. Maybe maybe the old man was lonely. Maybe it was a lonely fans meetup. You never know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, anyways, Paddy's still in the bar apparently, right? About two years later, or like half. I forget how long later, right? Fucking <laughs> hotel door, uh, elevator doors open. Who walks Jim Lampley, right? A bit looking a bit kind of dishevelled and kind of looking kind of like say, like panicky, looking about the place, etc. So I don't know if he'd been dipped and, the, and maybe drugged, and if this you know just like stole his stuff and just you know, he just kind of like woke up and just ran down the bar to find out if anybody is still there. But uh, <laughs> I, apparently he was looking a bit dishevelled, like apart from the bar premises. <laughs> I've tried Apparently, to... um, Paddy Cronin called him in the lobby and said, "You dream of nights like these, Jim, but they very rarely happen. <laughs> <laughs> very rarely up to up to expectations." So, is Lampley really going on to Trinidad? Then is that yeah, right? I, yeah, I signed yeah. up. Signed up during the week, then, eh? So oh, was yeah. was was that was that fight before or after he got the glasses, which made him look like a middle aged lesbian? Just <laughs> <laughs> think, time had Al Benstein on 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 the last show drinking, I don't know, brandy, what it was, whiskey. First time in forty years he's broadcasting uh, career. You've got you've fucking got, Bernstein you've got, trying his first three way. <laughs> you've got Oscar. You've got Oscar <laughs> basically trying Mary Mike Tyson. Seven year old. <laughs> He got us in a dreadful state. He had his then, first six all night. <laughs> and then you've got fucking Snoop Dogg shouting, get me my fucking money, Jake. So it's funny. I, it's funny the way Oscar did a mic drop as well when he was on Triller. Oh, everybody, no, was, everybody was hanging on the edge of their seat <laughs> to find out what Oscar Del Hoya's next move was or something, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it was like, oh, look, that poor old man dropped something. So is is, Del- is is Snoop gonna do like the Howard Lederman role then, Matty? Is that what he's gonna be like? That's the that's the statistics from the fight, motherfucker, Jim. Uh, I th- it might be the first time in his life where Jim Lampley's been called the N word. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, like uh, you kind of have to watch it, don't you? Considering the possibilities now. 
Well, the, the possibilities would have would have increased if they had gone for Merchant as well. Merchant was a free agent. Why not bring Larry back in there? You wouldn't do shit. <laughs> I'll get Larry on the zone, man. He must be about 90 now, Larry, isn't he? He's a... Larry, Larry, man. Crazy. He's taking about a foot in the Mickey's point. <laughs> Larry's not only very susceptible to COVID, Larry's susceptible to a stiff breeze at his age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plus, he's no, he's, he's, kind of, he's no fond of the colour of kind of... Kind of goes on in the ring and stuff like you know. That's not his scene, man. Like, like you think about Larry Merchant, and he's like the kind of guy you'd be like, yeah, I could see him like sipping a martini at a Don Rickles show in 1978. Uh, the the, uh, the trailer really needs to get uh, f- Bob Aaron needs to fucking ditch ESPN and get on a trailer. But Bob Aaron fits in a trailer, man. He'd be eating gummies, he'd be fucking smoking bongs and everything with Snoop. You need him in on on the pitch. That would be a good idea, though, actually. I forgot about that. Andrew Thicket uh, mentioned that uh, Chavez Jr. versus Anderson Silva fight's coming up soon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Aren't they bringing back Camacho's son and everything as well? That, is that, that might be part of Yeah, I think I did see that one as well. Right? Is, is that the one that has fucking uh, Omar Chavez against fucking some Camacho or it's, some it's, or, it's, oh, it's, it's Savage Jr. Uh, against the Camacho Jr. That's who it is. Yeah, and then they're like Ramon Alvarez or one of the Alvarez is fighting a Chavez, I think, on there or something. It's a real fucked up card. I'm not sure, even sure that that one might not be a rematch because I swear well, like they fought each other before, but there's a few of the sons. I don't fucking know. Plus you've got those two homeless bums coming up as well with two crackheads fighting. No, oh, then <laughs> Davis and Barrios. <laughs> <laughs> bum fights. Remember the old bum fights videos. <laughs> I thought that you could probably put medieval bum fights on the internet, like you know, push them like in shopping carts, give them lances. <laughs> but that's a different story for a different show. Um, yeah, I God, where even to go from there, right? Got to go quickly though. Uh, so yeah, we got that card coming up. Uh, there, it's a weird summer of fights, but there's some good stuff coming. I like that Barrios. Davis fight. I, I saw. I, I think. I think Davis is minus three sixty five in that one. So I, I man, if you want to punt on Barrios, could be interesting on because he's a much bigger fighter. I, I know you want to call him a crackhead, Andy, but I, I, I think Barrios is a really live dog in this fight. Um, I did the catch your bet and talk there, mate. Sorry, I was just kind of distracted there. But um, yeah, obviously he's he's going to have the height, the reach. But um, again, you just um, just you just think Davis's power is just going to be too much for him. I think I think uh, the, this guy actually struggled in his last fight as well. I think as well. So I could I could potentially again as well as you wonder. You hope at least Davis is you know somewhat taking it seriously. <sighs> I, I'm I'm one of these people with, with Davis that at some point he's going to become unstuck due to his lifestyle or the way he's living inside the ring or he's dieting. Yes, the question is Barrios his Medina, a Mad- yeah. Mad- Madonna. Well, I, I, I don't know about that, but I'm I'm kind of more concerned about Davis end of the day because the, Floyd's and you know Leonard Ellaby's you know plan is him for be the next to be the next pay per view star. Right? Is you know the reason they're taking this fight and it's not because he's in any sort of danger. Right? I think they've you know they've picked this fight. For Davis to look good in it, um, he's got a lot of body damage, and I could see him probably chop them down maybe late. I'll go eight, nine rounds possibly. Um, but again, I, I just go back to the fact that I just worry about Davis's you know commitment. Um, as I say, he's, he's whatever age he is at this point, there's only so long he can keep cutting weight. They're up, they're up in weight for this fight. Is it what's it one forty? This fight, I think is it. 
Um, so they're kind of they're, they're weight hoping as well. At yeah. some point, it's going to come home to roost. He will need to make a decision where he's want to fight. If it's going to be at 140 for bigger fights, then so be it. But it's going to come at a cost. So he needs to try and get himself to 135. Remain there for as long as possible. Get, and that means dietitian. That means being disciplined and focused. I don't think he's there, though. I don't think he's there. Really, I, I, I can see it coming unstuck at some point. It'll not be this fight, but it could be a couple of years down the line at some point. I think then I think they know what they're doing. I I think Barrios is a big guy. He can punch. He's undefeated. He fits the bill. He looks the part. Obviously, if you actually look at him, he looks like a baghead. But he looks the part on paper. And but this is set up for Davis in so much as he's going to look good. There's lots of body to air matters. Andy says Davis is an explosive power puncher. For all of his foibles out the ring, he's a bit of an arsehole. I thought he came across well actually in the post fight interview after the Santa Cruz fight. He, he produces what people want to see. Highlight real knockouts. His name's trending. He's going around Twitter afterwards. People. Look Love him over there. I think he's a mass going to be a massive star of the future if he can keep his shit together. No doubt about that. Davis is box office. I enjoy watching him. I look forward to his fights. As I mentioned earlier with Thurman, who's completely inactive, fighters of that ilk have disappeared. Davis is out here again fighting relatively regularly. I know the Santa Cruz fight was a while ago in the last October, but Davis is a future star if he keeps his shit together. And this is all set for him to bang another guy out. And I think that's what he's going to do later on. But he's Going from a guy who was a featherweight, if not a junior featherweight, to a guy who is huge at welterweight, who's who's pressing six foot tall, who has a reach. If he shows a little bit of movement whatsoever, could make cutting that angle very, very difficult. Uh, man, uh, Rob, I, I I think that they might have set Barrios up for or set uh, Davis up for for getting his ship pushed in. I think it could be mm-hmm. a shocker. You're bringing me to training day now. I'm not going to do the impression. Um, no, I, I don't. I can't see it happening. I think matchmaking is the key, like Steve said, and they're they're trying very be- they're very best to make Javante a pay per view star. And let's have it right for everything that goes on it and the circus that goes with Javante Davis. Part of the Mayweather stuff, part of the Money Team stuff, part of his own doing, part of his entourage, part of his lifestyle, part of his diet. When he's in the ring. He is fucking sensational. And he's very rarely put in a bad performance inside the ring. Most of his bad performances have come in outside at courtside where he's dragging the baby mom around by the neck and all that. Poor against Gamboa, though. He was poor against Gamboa. He was poor against Gamboa. And I, I think he was poor on the Floyd Manny undercard, but that was when they had someone from his fan, family kidnapped in Baltimore. Other than that, he's been pretty much sensational in every fight that he's gone across um, since Pedraza. Yes, I agree. You can't. It's only a matter of time before you, the lifestyle outside the ring will catch up on you. I don't think it's going to happen in this fight. I think he'll actually benefit from the fact that he doesn't need to cut as much weight, and they're probably going for for Barrios for a reason. He knocks this fella guy out at one forty and makes him immediately more marketable. Already, the casual US fan seems to have taken to him, and I think he's fucking brilliant in the ring. And the talk is that he's even better than they're showing. So a couple of people have been saying behind the scenes that he's actually he's being held back by Floyd. That Floyd holds him back to a certain degree, and there's a bit of tension there. I said to you but, before, mate. Uh, remember, remember before his last fight, they did that that build up. Floyd's doing all that flash talk, and I actually got to Gervonta talking. He came across quite well, quite thoughtful, yeah. quite a deep thinker, and that. So I thought that was to his advantage. Guy, earlier. You know? Mayweather kind of taking that, taking the pressure yeah. off him a little bit, and getting or getting in the ring, doing the money team spiel and all that. But I think he needs to be his own man eventually. And I think that relationship will fizzle out so, at some stage. But I'm all for seeing this fight. I love watching him fight, man. And, you know, he's got, he's kind of, he's aggressive. He comes forward. He's fucking throws punches with bad intentions. 
he's um you know it would be an interesting I suppose if he got derailed but I think I'd like to see him hang around and just actually see how good he could be but again it's going to come to mentality and diet and all these kind of things and living your life and he's going to run into some of these guys in and around there that are living the right lifestyle outside the ring you know the likes of Tiafimo certainly fucking um Josh Taylor those kind of guys like the it's different. It's different levels in terms of the commitment and the the dedication. But raw talent and natural power, he's there. Like, and I, I just can't wait to see him fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. Actually, I, I like Durant Attack Davis. So I hope he wins. I hope he comes through, and I hope he kind of sets up a big career-defining fight for him and a mega fight for the fans. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good fight. I th- I think he's explosive and forgetting all the shit outside the ring. I think he's class. I look forward to his fights. He's one of the guys that I. Well, I don't stay up really for anybody, but I, I look forward to watching his fights the next day. I see a couple of the guys there just quickly, Matty, saying in the chat about the Leo fight was close until he got sparked. He was pushing him close. It was only the sixth round, though. There was still another six rounds of that fight to go, and I thought it was a one-punch out you know, out the blue and, and a hellacious shot, but I think he was rough. It. Santa Cruz was in there, world champion, multiple weights, giving him work, giving him things to deal with. That's what you're going to expect against guys of Santa Cruz's calibre. I thought Davis dealt with it pretty well. He was complaining at times. He wasn't afraid to get rough. I think it was a matter of time from what I saw of that fight. And yeah, it's going to be close against guys like Santa Cruz, but he dissected him halfway through the fight. I don't think you can ask for much more. I thought he he looked good on that night as well. My feeling going into it is it just has so many parallels with uh, Adrian Broner and a lot of the things that he did in his career. You know, he was getting massive praise for stopping uh, Vicente Escobedo. Gavin Reese, Vicente Escobedo after uh, Broner didn't even make the weight. DeMarco. Mate, uh, that was my great wasn't it, mate? Ponce de Leon as well. De Leon beat him, I thought. That was a close fight. PDL, yeah. that was a fucking Quintero. decision. I thought PDL Quintero beat him. Quintero yeah. got robbed. And and the uh, for, for me, there's also this parallel. If you look, there's these Mayweather gym fighters who have a history of looking pretty good until they get sparked out. And there's, you know, a little bit of, you know, some kinks in their armor that you kind of see, you know, uh, Mickey Bay, probably the best example of that. I thought he lost to Miguel Vasquez before he got uh, stopped in the last round of one of his fights or even that that was before that. Um, so, yeah, he and then uh, Jay Leon Love. Um, I, I just have this feeling. I, I think Davis is set to uh, set to go down. So we, we shall see. He's a destroyer, though, any man. He's a, he's a destroyer he's compared to Brony. He just batters people. But I think he's a weight bully. I think he's a weight yeah. bully, well, just like Adrian Broner. Possible, mm-hmm. possible. But I think Broner moved up to 47 because he absolutely could not get ever get back down to lightweight. He couldn't even get to 140 because the big fat fool was going around doing a rap tour in, in the middle of his fucking lightweight title reign. So he actually couldn't get down. They saw a, a, a soft... I suppose it's soft um, touch form with Polly Malinaji had beaten Katelnik for the world title, and they decided they'd go to 47 with him because he couldn't. He just couldn't make weight. It happened that Marcus Maidana was waiting at 47 and punches like a kick from a mule. I don't think, and that was that was kind of what changed the course of that fight. I couldn't see the same thing for for Barrios Davis. I could be completely wrong. He could smother him a la Santa Cruz and just with the extra weight make a real difference. But I think. That equalizer, dude. I think the power is real with Davis. He hits fellas and they don't they go like so. Can't see it this time out. I think it all depends on if Barrios is willing to fight tall or not. If if he fights tall, it Davis is in for a long fight, a long night, regardless if he wins or loses. So we shall see. But 
Uh, we do have a couple of fights to discuss here. I don't know if we're going to hit that three-hour mark today, guys. <laughs> um, uh, in the States, uh, coming up next Saturday, uh, a card headlined by Shakur Stevenson against Jeremiah Nakatila uh, for a vacant belt at 130. Uh, we're also going to see a, a kid I'm pretty high on. Is, uh, he's 18, 19 now, I think. His name is Xander Zayas. He's taken on Larry Fryers over six rounds, 147 pounds. Uh, Bradley was really high on him wa uh, watching this kid. Uh, I think he's something special. So, Steve, I think I might have given him my own kiss of death, uh, as you are so prone to do when you are in the seat. Um, but, uh, but what are your thoughts on the on the fight with uh, Jose Pedraza and Julian Rodriguez? Uh, Pedraza's looked okay at 140 pounds. He's he's sturdy. He goes the rounds. Um, Rodriguez uh, undefeated. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of him. No, I'm not really sure of Rodriguez. Rodriguez is in the little, you know, there's an Edwin Rodriguez, Edgar Rodriguez, Edgar something or other. They're all sort of mixing into one until they make make careers of themselves. Uh, thinking of Pedraza, That's very racist, actually, Steve. That's very Well, racist. you know, I, I, just, I, I just come <laughs> off of it. Um, <laughs> Javonta Davis beat Pedraza, didn't he? That was a few years ago. I'm trying, didn't Lomachenko? Oh, Lomachenko beat the shit out of him, didn't he? Should have stopped him. That was a few years ago as well. I think it's been set up for Rodriguez to beat him, I would imagine, where Pedraza's pretty tough. Don't really know too much about about uh, Mr. Rodriguez, so I'm going to have to pass other than that, I'm afraid. I expect it's set up for Rodriguez to do the business, but I am slightly more interested in the main event, but I will hold off un until you, you come round to that. So not much for me on Rodriguez Pedraza. If Rodriguez is the real deal, I'll get past him. If not, then Pedraza will beat him because he's a tough guy. It's only 10 rounds, though. Andy, uh, what are your, do you have any thoughts on the, uh, the Pedraza fight coming up underneath Shakur Stevenson? No, I mean... God, y'all are fucking Ooh. helpful. You know that? <laughs> Rob, At least I, I tried for you. Rob, what, what do you what do you got for me? What what do you got for me? I'd probably be able to get, tell you more about your Sabio Pedraza than fucking Matt Pedraza. I, look, I don't know. Pedraza's a tough fighter. Davis smashed him up. He actually was giving Lomachenko a little bit of a tough fight, wasn't he? Until um, in certain stages, there was excuses thrown around afterwards for Lomachenko about injuries, which is unusual for him because that barely ever happens. Um, I'd I'd favor the other kid, as Steve said. And who's in the main event? Shakur. Yes, sir. Shakur versus who? Is it a easy fighting a man this time or? A woman in the petrol <laughs> station. Jer Jeremiah Nakatila. Fucking hell! Um, that should be an easy night's work for Shakur Stevenson. Stoppage, emphatic stoppage. I'm gonna go for. Are yeah. you? Sh you think? What? What do you think, Steve? Emphatic stoppage for the man with eight KOs and fifteen fights. Well, this this is the interesting thing, isn't it? This is going to be the acid test for Shakur Stevenson about his power. He he should be getting rid of Nakathila. I have actually done a bit of research on this during the week and watched Nakathila. He's quite tall, very slow, pushes his punches, has a bit of a Walter Cork on Dokwa uh, way about him. I don't know if you remember him fighting Demetrius Andre back in the day. He's very, he's quite stiff. He's lost before. And when he throws that right hand, he really leans down into it. That's going to be prime for Shakura to bring the left hand in. I don't want to see Shakura standing off and outboxing him like he did against Gonzalez. I want to see him standing in the pocket and dropping some bombs on this guy and getting rid of him. No messing about. Because if he goes the 12 rounds to someone of Nakathila's 
capacity from what I've seen of him. A couple of fights, and the, and the guys he's fighting were, were piss poor, to be honest. Then Shakur has no business. Well, not no business, but it says a lot about him going forward. He's been set up here to beat up this guy and get him out of there. Eight stoppages or not, this is time to put the foot down because Nakathila should not be on his level. He's too slow, too upright, and Shakur should be knocking him out. So that's what I'm looking for is a stoppage win. Andy, what what are you thinking there, sir? Are, are you in agreement? Seems like everybody's looking for Shakur Stevenson to knock the freaking pants off of this son of a bitch. Yeah, I agree with you, Steve. Uh, Mr. Lowkey, that's his name anyway. Um, certainly that's where I found his career, at least, anyway. Um, so, Steve, again, Stevenson's just one of the fighters. He just needs a breakout fight. This guy somehow managed to get ranked number two with the, with the B.O., Jim, um, Jamal Herron's basically mentioned he's not going to fight Stevens. I think he's going to uh, talk about fake it and belts. Um, maybe go out and wait, wait and see. But it's just um, your typical kind of box standard Bob Arm card at the minute. Um, another one who's kind of just, <laughs> just phoning it in a little. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was going to mention Eddie there, even Ed, um, considering about his cards and stuff. but this is this is pretty poor, uh, to be honest with you. It's Shakur Stevenson, even though it's some sort of interim title fight. Um Bob needs to can try you know try and get one of them to kind of force the issue. Um again, I don't know how, how the hell the WBO can actually sanction this as an interim belt when Heron just defended his uh, his title. So how how do, how's it no active? Order the, order the fight. Just you know, mandate the fight. And uh, they need these interim bollocks. So it's just another kind of Oh, sanctioning body payday, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to see Heron. You know, I like to see him get a, you know, a good payday because maybe I like to see him fight Lopez possibly if um, if that's going to happen. But, you know, Steve's hanging about that weight, at, uh, especially the, the WBO options: Archie Sharp, Lamont Roach, uh, Albert Bell. They're cheeky really? bastards, Andy, though, aren't they? The way they slide these belts in. At the first, they have a bit of legitimacy about them. It's like you can almost imagine the, one of the sanctioning bodies bringing in like a, a, a WBO cuts belt, and it's if the, the champion gets cut, then someone else can take it on. And you think, well, well, that's a bit shit, but you can kind of see. And then two years down the line, anybody's defending the WBO cuts belt. So, you know, they, they sneak this shit in, man. It should, shouldn't be the interim. Do you remember uh, Tio Female Lopez's da uh, getting that? The BBC kind of towel belt handed to him after the Lomachenko fight. What yeah. the fuck was that? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Honestly, man. I, I, I don't know how uh, Mauricio, who could just pass it off as art, but it was a, it was a clever design, but it was all that shit, man. Fucking trainer's belt. Just, you know, basically kind of like moulded into the shape of a towel. Honestly, fuck. Did he have to pay a sanctioning fee? Well, this is this is this is what we don't know, Matty. This is the this is these type of questions need, need to be asked. We didn't need to be asking Lopez Senior about his about his uh, about Josh Taylor not having any balls. We need to ask him how much sanctioning money money did you pay for that bill? Hotel checkout fee. <laughs> is it is it only a matter of time before the fucking WBC get in on the NFT market? This non fungible fucking whatever. What is it? What's that? What's <laughs> yeah, that term? That's right. Yeah. Where they just. Where they're just giving out the invisible belts to the champion. A fella comes in, he's just fucking miming, handing somebody the belt. Thank you. You can't see it. You could own just... the towel belt in a few yeah. years from that fight, Rob. <laughs> yeah, you could own this invisible towel belt for just $250,000. Yeah. Fuck's sake. You probably buy it in eBay in two years' time for two bob. For for a for a quick distraction, guys, Steve, I actually disagreed with you in the chat. Andrew Thicket asking, what can Deontay Wilder learn from Malik Scott? 
I think because you have to remember, Malik Scott has been he can, used to he sparring. Can, he can learn how to add money on. from a subscription service. Well, that's true as well. That's true. And you got to think, I mean, Deontay, the way that he's built, he's got to have a, a cock like a fucking mule. So, Ooh. I mean, yeah, he could probably make money off of OnlyFans, right? But Malik Scott has been a sparring partner for numerous heavyweight champions. He's been in every gym, basically, and and uh, been in seeing how many trainers work. If there's anything that Malik Scott can do for Deontay Wilder, it's going to be to give him just a couple of pointers to say to him, all right, Tyson Fury, when he does this, you got to look for this. Just those kind of things. Because Tyson Fury is not going to, to, to uh, or excuse me, Deontay Wilder is not going to beat Tyson Fury based on skill alone. He's got to find the right moment and he has to seize it. Much like Fury said himself, uh, heavyweight boxing is about who finds the better game plan and executes it. And I think Malik Scott can simplify that game plan mm-hmm. enough that a guy with that power could potentially could t- potentially really make a difference. It would just be a little tip and just find that opening, you know, throw the uppercut when he's looking for the straight shit like that. No, I, I actually agree with that. What you're saying is spot on. I was thinking more the way of he's 35 now. We're going to try and get you to throw a proper left hook or something. Or you know, from that point of view, there's nothing. But from the little pointers, the little tips, then yeah, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. So, Andy, you want to argue that one, huh? What was that? Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. So, all right. I'm going to let you oh, take... Dante Wilder, sorry, mate. I am... Um... I, I, I don't know how, how you know, I, I kind of tend to think that Scott could be a yes man. I mean, Wilder, I've not really listened to any, any of his interviews recently, uh, but I have been watching some of the footage and that. I'm not one to kind of dive into the hype and say that we're dealing with a different motherfucker here and he's, you know, going to put life and soul and body on the line for this fight against Fury. One thing, I think Big Enzo McAnally picked up on, on it as well, and that there's, he seems to be a bit more balanced on, on, on his feet. Um, so maybe kind of like working on his on his stance, you know, try to kind of get more leverage in the shots possibly. Uh, maybe you know, jab right hand, get out of distance and that. Don't know, but um, in the day, Fury's a different beast. Fury will be we begin on fence, we be trying to draw him in. They be switching southpaw, grab him, hold him. It's, it's, what does he do when he gets when he gets grappled? Because he's going to get walked to the ropes. And Fury's just going to play with him and toy with him. So, um, well, that, I think that's where the mistake's going to be is he's going to try to mow him over and he's yeah, going to do the exact well, same thing but harder. <clears throat> well, I don't know as well because, again, I, John Fury, you know, I, I agree with certain points what he was saying. I didn't agree with his point about dumping the belt because that means nothing. Fury is obligated to give uh, Wilder this fight regardless of the belt. It just like complacency could, could, could you know, slip in. And we say that a couple of weeks ago, and it's not how new everybody knows. You know, they've been saying it themselves. How many chances do you want to get Deontay Wilder to knock you out? It just takes one punch. He was a cunt hair away from doing it the first time. Okay, he got absolutely whitewashed the the, the second time. But again, as he says, it just needs one shot. And what happens if this thing got up this time? What happens if it's no Jack reaches the referee this time? What happens if it's somebody else? You just don't know. So he's got to be taking it carefully, but... As I say, we'll wait and see. I don't expect Wilder to do anything differently. I think that what they might want to work on is potentially fighting or punching off the back foot. There's one thing that Wilder did, did wrong was if he was getting backed up, was he was getting backed up with, with hands straight up, getting caught in the middle and un, un, unable to kind of unload or kind of defend or, or kind of punch off, off the back foot. It was uh, like one hit home run type punches that we kind of throw. So I think they might need to work on that and... Uh, 
say, if he gets grappled, he's just got to kind of watch with that. But it's dangerous. As I say, he just needs one shot. So best best luck to both of them. And uh, I actually kind of hope he does kind of like up fuck up the, the whole situation because um, I'm tired of getting meandered through. <laughs> yeah, before he won it. I'm I'm tired of. I'm kind of with on that. I'm tired of these big fights not happening for whatever reason. Politics, egos, money. You know, well, we're just, all struggling. So, do you want him to find Eddie face down in his pool or something? Yeah, I wonder how like animals pool. Hopefully, <laughs> it's good. It's uh, it's brilliant to see Wilder back enjoying himself, and him and Malik Scott seem to get on very well. I just wonder how those conversations go. Um, once training is over, like, hey man, good session today. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go home, get a jacuzzi, maybe a sauna, you know, go to bed early. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go back and fuck my wife and sell it to some creeps on OnlyFans. <laughs> well, have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> well, and like, speaking like, just like the, the, about them, Robin, I mean this in all due respect, but they're like Malik Scott and Deontay Wilder are both black as fuck. Like, they're like the boxing version of fucking Shaft and Dolomite, you know? Like. <laughs> <laughs> The man, no one understands. <laughs> Scott, believe Scott. That, that's where I thought you were going to go, Matty, when you said that Scott could teach him a few things. I was, I thought that's, that's the area you were going to yeah. go in, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Rob, that that Deontay, he's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, no, no. I, I, look, I, I kind of, I'm kind of with Andy. I wouldn't be that mad if I'm obviously a Fury supporter. I've always rooted for Fury. He's kind of done what I said he'd do at this stage. I really wanted that AJ and him fight, man. I want, and you know, I don't have a horse in the race. I, I'd obviously favor Fury, but you know, the best fighter wins the fight, and I'm, I'm always okay with that. But the more boxing just keeps giving it to you, man. It just keeps, it keeps giving it to you just when you think you're going to get something that you want. Like the two fights that I thought for sure we'd see in 2021 after the pandemic were Crawford Spence and Fury Joshua. And none of them are fucking happening, by the way. And there's none of these lightweights going to fight each other either. Spence came out the other day and said, if I beat Manny Pacquiao, I'm coming after Terence Crawford. But I'll most probably just move up because he seems like he doesn't want to. That fight's not happening, is it? Like we're, not, we're never getting Crawford versus Spence. Forget about it. It's not happening. Like So um, I wouldn't be all against fucking Wilder going in and shaking it up there and... and Maybe potentially, it might be more interesting to get up, get um, to analyze and fucking talk about the build up to an AJ Wilder fight. And you know, we've seen fucking Fury and Wilder three times at this stage. Is the outcome going to be any different? I don't think so. But if it was, look what you'd get. It'd be a whole new dimension, wouldn't it? Like so. Um, obviously, with that said, I'm rooting for Fury, but I don't give a fuck either. You know that way. Yeah, I. It'll it'll be it'll be a fun fight regardless. I uh, heavyweight division theater the unexpected. Uh, honestly, cannot wait to see that and and hopefully Anthony Joshua gets the winner and fuck it if they're knocking each other out and creating good fights. Uh, let's do this round robin. Uh, so I will let Steve take the card coming from Newcastle. Um, all I'm seeing on it right now, Steve, is Lewis Ritson versus Jeremiah Nicholas Potts and Cyrus Pattinson versus TBA and Scott Fitzgerald versus <laughs> TBA. Uh, to start off, do you know who TBA might be at this point in time? Tom Bob Anderson. <laughs> the big card. Not a big card by Eddie Hearn. Sorry, Steve, but you don't know, okay. you know how Eddie's in. The Even best Ed. available. Uh, TBA, not the best ever. The best available. <laughs> 
Lewis Richling is Jermis Nicholas Ponce. <laughs> it's gone, man. It's uh, shit. Oh my god! Do you, you know what? V- viewers of a certain vintage might remember a, a satirical uh, TV show in the UK from the nineties called Brass Eye, and they they did this sketch called Good Aids versus Bad Aids. Now I'm pretty sure it's 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 clear that this is is of the bad aids variety. This card, man. I, I have seen some bad cards over recent times, and that BT well, that, that BT one was probably worse last night. This is absolutely shocking. Now you mustn't be logged in, Matty, because I could, I've got a load more fights in front of me here, including Joe Laws against Nesta Maradiaga, who's nine and ten. We've got Ellie Scott against Vanessa Caballero, <laughs> who's four, nine, and three. We've got Big Alan Babich. Who hasn't got anybody Babbage. yet? We've got April Hunter against Claudia Vig, who's three twenty-seven and one, and Solomon Dakers against Alvaro Torero, who's five eleven and two. Oh. I've seen the future of the zone in my crystal ball, and this is exactly what it looks like <laughs> in about a year's time. So there you go. Uh, as for Ritson against Ponce, uh, Ritson, like I said last week about Martin J Ward, no offense to him, but he should be nowhere near a world title shot of any description. And the first decent person he comes up against. He will probably lose. Uh, Mr. Ponce, uh, I have had a look at him. He's 24 years of age. He's he's rough and tough. I tell you what, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't cut a ball this off. He likes to go to... He likes to go to the body. <laughs> he was fighting against the midget in the fight that I saw, and the guy just kept on ducking down, and Ponce kept on pushing him, and he was grabbing, he was trying to throw body shots. He's pretty stiff. He's got a decent enough-looking jab. He's not the worst in the world. Eddie's probably bought him over with a view to if he wins, I'll keep using him. If not, I'll sack him off. This could go... Honestly, either off. way, <laughs> that's, oh, that's how I heard it. Sack him off, jack oh, him off. Who knows what could go on in this? It's, I tell you what, it's, it's the last days of Caligula, Andy. This <laughs> one, the last days of Sky. <laughs> jack and buy off. Exactly, he could get jacked off. But seriously, uh, Ritson, he's going to try and bomb him out. Is he any better than before? I don't know. He was banging people out at domestic level, got found out a level above, which is absolutely fine. That's okay. Everybody has a level. No, not everybody has to be a world champion. But in this world, everybody has to be a world champion. So I wouldn't be surprised if Britson won. Wouldn't be surprised if Ponce uh, didn't win as well. He's decent. He looks okay. But I mean, yeah, like I said, this is this is nineteen eighties bad ads. I'm afraid. Matt. This is this is the quality to expect of the future of the zone cards uh, in the very very near future. They may up take a wee bit, but ultimately this will be the shit that will be forced to swallow. It's so, only one ninety nine. Ed, cheers, Ed. The Savior Boxing. Ed, you did buy it. You can't. Eddie actually created boxing twenty years ago. So stop fucking pretending, by, by the way. Stop pretending, by the way, that this is just going to be one ninety nine. You know, know. <laughs> it's not going to be just one ninety nine. Pay per views dead, of course. Pay per views dead. Yeah. dead aye, Unless they've got a premium event, apparently. Aye, aye. Like fucking... But it's premium event. As I say, what is a premium event for him? Because every event he does is premium, or it's the best, or it's, it's a magnificent, it's massive, massive card, stack card, you know, all this shit. And then pay per view comes along. That's when you got... get your semi competitive fights, you know. But You're what is get premium? A, a paywall. The paywall is when Malik Scott is part of the twenty four seven for the fucking <laughs> for the build up to the big fight. There's there's big fights there to be made. You know, Babbage, Basil Kennedy too. On the zone, that's that's <laughs> a big attraction. <laughs> big fights coming, guys. Don't be so cynical. No, I listen. I can see Babich going up in weight. I mean, he's fighting a heavyweight at two hundred and twelve pounds. He could go up an additional twelve and fight at Bridger weight at two twenty four. You know, so uh, Bridger weight's going to fe- feature heavily on the future. Well, of the zone. he's, free, he's ranked. He's ranked top six with WBC. You know, 
in the line to fight, the great day, Illuminis like Rivas, Jennings, Kudryashov, Ice, Romanov, Spilka. Let's get let's get some of these characters. Let's get Saul Farah on the zone. If you're serious about it and you want yeah. to expand world, get over to Bolivia, get yourselves over there, start putting those cards on. I was just thinking the same three way. thing, Rob. Three, three <laughs> so way. was I, actually. <laughs> three God, way, three way Bolivian <laughs> champion, by the way. Nobody can, nobody can take that away from him. That should be etched in his headstone. He should be going the first ballot I can. I have, by a, the I have way. a feeling it will be, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, to be fair, if you're in Bolivia, you're only a $200 Coke binge away from fucking getting down a class. <laughs> Come on, Matty, man. Saul Fowler versus Caesar Mamani, 11. This time it's personal. Get it on the zone. Well, I I would pay for a good bar fight if I knew it was going to be entertaining. You know, I, I, I'm one of those people that believes it doesn't have to be meaningful. It just has to be good. So if it's two fat Bolivians and, uh, you know, they beat the shit out of each other, I'll give you a dollar. Fuck it. Look at Andrew Thicket's comment, 199 plus 20 pounds to press the play button. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... I had I was having trouble with the the zone app on Roku the other fucking day pissed me off and the uh, the the help couldn't do shit for me you know couldn't do a damn thing uninstalled it reinstalled it again logged in and it you know like it's up there but there's damn error code so what the fuck I, lucky for me the uh, the Devois fight wasn't even on there so I didn't have to worry about that I didn't uh, I didn't miss anything and it sounds like I didn't miss anything regardless yeah, it's one night nine a month so why are you complaining about it fuck that we pay, tw- pay 20 bucks a month here in the states you know there's people in the streets can't afford 199 but you can and you're moaning about a fucking 199 fucking app. I actually need it dude I, I just I need to do the fucking year 99.99 for a year or $20 a month so I'm just going to buy the year now can, can, can I just thank AJ Jesus. again for can I just thank, thank Eddie again, even Ed, for like changing the game? She read. Anyway, game has really, changed, guys. Really changed it. I was listening back to some of the interviews with WBSS last night, like Callie Sirland and Tricky Dicky Schaefer was in there, and a the, the few guys for Sormosa over the, the, the record. The shit that they've spoke at the time, and uh, the, the launch of that, that World Boxing Super Series, right? $50 million paychecks. Now, this is going to revolutionise boxing. I'm still waiting to find out about the fucking third series yet. What's happened with that? It took it took it took us almost two years to finish the second one. He's classy. Do you remember when oh. I interviewed Schaefer Andy and asked him about him shafting Oscar De La Hoya? Shafting <laughs> he slid Oscar. off his back like a snake, man. He wasn't yeah, even exactly. I, I almost chinned him in the fucking Europa Hotel bar in Belfast. Me, me and McMichael, she said, listen, you can't you're just a fucking pint of fucking Guinness. And he's just like I, I I have somewhere to go to. I come back soon and um, I I buy drinks. I'm fucking still waiting. Andy, Fuck Andy, don't be what? throwing any punches in the bar, man. We could get that on the zone. One ninety nine. Yeah, I can buy it, baby. Safer. <laughs> you put in the BS. What do you want me to throw? I just fucking stick a heat in them. <laughs> that that is, that's, that's surprising me now. As Scottish fellas sticking their head off. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder hey, if I'm the, am I the only person on this podcast who actually pays for content. Yeah, I think so, dude. Uh, yeah, I think you might be. Yeah, I, think so. what, what I don't think fuck? you got the are memo. You guys, are you guys all a bunch of fucking communists? What the no. fuck? No. <laughs> Scottish men. The pennies, though. <laughs> look at me look after the pennies. I think Penny's a prisoner. Where <laughs> the fucking God. Oh, man. So. Allegedly, allegedly, I don't pay for I don't know. That's been alleged against me. I've never confirmed or denied that. Oh boy! Wait, 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 
We did. Yeah, what we actually? Like? We had, Who the we had, fuck knows? Yeah, you, you were talking shit about the uh, the card from Newcastle, Steve. You basically said it was the equivalent of a San Francisco 1980s bathhouse, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about. That's I didn't say that, but I'll take it. Right with AIDS. No, what what I like to do is I like to take you, your plain language and I like to make it colorful and, yes. and, and paint a picture with words, so to speak. It's your greatest um, asset, Matthew. And he said, yeah, Steve said they, got the, they, they got the the Fauci generated AIDS. It's the it's a bad one. <laughs> it's a niche reference. Sorry, go ahead, guys. Don't, don't mind me. So the a question we had uh, in the queue here, uh, Mister Bullshiz on Twitter asks one for the pod. Do you think we could swap IFL Andy with Asylum Andy? I want to see what Carnage Asylum Andy would cause out in Vegas. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Best pod by a donkey dick. Thank you, Mr. Bullshiz, and you should thank me because all of the punctuation uh, was added by myself. Uh, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, do, yeah. do you, do you, do you want to go over to IFL? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not for sale. I'm not a yes man. I did a fully company lines. Oh, uh, oh. My gaffer's, got a hard, my, my gaffer's got a hard time trying to keep me in line, man. What the fuck? You know Post- what? As much as people laugh, right? <laughs> doors have been knocked here, you know, in the past. We do get people coming, asking us things to go on things and, and sure. uh, freaking uh, sponsorships and fucking ball sack sponsorships and uh, underpants the other week and all sorts. And we said, no, <laughs> no, no, we're not going to take that. So there you go. I just want to say, Matty, we're in demand. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> on that note, on that note, fuck Mr. Bullshit. Shout out Craig M. With the super chat, who's at four ninety nine, who said, "Will Manny regret not getting Ben Davison in camp to help solve the Errol Spence puzzle?" I think you've answered your own question there, dude. Absolutely, he will. That's every person who doesn't hire Ben Davison regrets it, and Ben Davison will let you know that that's the case uh, just by <laughs> just by showing up there and letting you know. Apparently, imagine Ben Davison just whispering in Manny Pacquiao's Manny Pacquiao's ear. You think Boo Boy's going to take that? Boo Boy would fucking kill him in the hotel room, man. He'd fucking poison <laughs> him in his sleep. There's you, no you, chance he's letting that happen. You, Nobody you whispers in Manny's ear only apart from Boo Boy. <laughs> I, Boo Boy, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I think he gets away from Pacquiao to get to the fridge, or did he? No, slim. Didn't he slim down? Did that fat fucker slim down? Actually. I don't know, but he's the only worst member of an entourage. The only person who had a worse entourage than Boo Boy was Miguel Cotto with that fella he used to fucking stay in the bed with in his pyjamas. Remember he used to have sleepovers yeah, yeah. and all the 24-7s? Big fat Brian, that's Oh, shit. Name. Was there anyone more pointless to have in the ring than the Watson twins? I'm sorry. I must interject. <laughs> no, no, they no, were no, on no, everything, no, no. weren't they? Yeah, Cotto, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cotto and Big Brian were at it, by the way. They were, they, you know, and then he, he went off skinny all of a sudden, Big Brian. So I don't know that's if he caught right. the bug. Did he catch the buck, do you think? Mm, suspicious. Suspicious. Then, was he, uh, was he Cotto, dope and was he not? Yeah, and Cotto kind of gassed towards the end as well. So, was he unwell? I don't know. Harder fucking... There wasn't a harder entourage to rule for than Miguel Cotto and your man having to fucking sleep over in the bed for the, uh, the build-up for the Pacquiao fight. No, he's missing my muscle. Whatever you're fucking into, but, you know... Yeah, his missus looked a bit concerned. It was all a bit shady, man. It was Adam's family shit. I didn't like that. You like, like to wear pink a lot as well, Cotto. Eh? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just saying that you, you liked wacky colours. And, and there's and, nothing uh, wrong with this. Uh, kicking, uh, off, kicking off Pride Month on the asylum here. Here exactly. we go. <laughs> here we, go. <laughs> sure, we, we shout out Kelly Maloney all the time, are you? Yeah, exactly. We, we, we get Donnie on here most weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donnie, oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> done a lot of it. <laughs> Seven years later. That night, man, for the listeners, the long-time <laughs> listeners who've been with us, that night I nearly choked because all I could, when he said it, right, and he just goes to his wife, Donnie's just fucking telling us that he's done it. And his wife's like, why? I don't fucking know why. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, actually. I remember. <laughs> it was one of the moments, but before he spoke, it sounded so much better in his head before he actually started speaking. And then, well, I've done it, <laughs> We're on this subject. He just like just threw the launch only. I've done anal seven years, but whenever you know, Donny hits the big time, he's going to get us shut down, isn't he, man? Because this is like a historical record. No. <laughs> Donny is cloaked in mediocrity because once he starts to get a foothold in society, the tapes are getting released. That's what's going We're going to drag him down like gonna... crabs in a bucket. <laughs> yeah, we're all pulling for him to be successful in life. So if there's actually something worth extorting, you know, we have. We have better blackmail material on him than Epstein had on the people that visited his island. Some of our blackmailing material involves blackmails. It's very damning. Matty, remember that Orlando Cruz podcast and never seen the light of day? I loved, I loved that podcast and I, used, I wish I still had the computer is, where I had the raw audio. That is the only podcast that we ever issued that was heavily edited. Because right? people were like, there's like conversations just like like disappear and stop start like you know what's going on here so it was like a two-hour podcast ended like <laughs> like for 45 like 45 minutes ago cut in the air. i think that might have been one of the ones that drove kurt mad yeah i think it was actually i <laughs> god that was classic uh and uh you know i apologize guys for saying that uh i uh i thought that uh you know we were uh you know a not ab- above uh, taking in money and stuff like that. But I- I'm reminded of a story attributed to Winston Churchill, where he asked a woman if he could sleep with her, if he would, if she'd sleep with him for a, for a million pounds. And she said, no. And he said, well, what about for, or she said, yes. He said, well, what about for a hundred? And she said, no, what do you think I am? And he said, well, we've already determined what you are. Now we're just negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's actually Churchill, but I, I always love that one. And we are all whores. We, in our own way, it's just finding that number. And uh, nobody has approached me with that number yet. Um, I don't know what that number is, but if anybody, uh, either in boxing or, or politics, wants to try, it's a fucking I meal and a hot it. show. It's a meal and a hot shower. You're not kidding anybody. <laughs> who am I in the Who am I in the Wi-Fi. hot shower with? Willie Scott and the missus. Oh. No, it's you gotta like raise the bar. It's gotta be at least an eight. It's gotta be at least an eight for me to bend my morals. Yeah. Good luck to Lewis Whitson then on Saturday night, I say. Yeah, I hope he also <laughs> lands an eight. So P- please God they start having fights again so we can fucking get this shit back on fucking course. Holy hey, shit. I, Rob, Rob, you'd be surprised to know that as far as the number that like what I'm seeing on our screen, other than like the big fight podcast, this is pretty, you know, kind of high for when we're not into the, like the two and a half hour and getting into the belly of the week territory. And sure. I don't think we're going to get there yet today. I think we're going to be sub three hours, but God damn it. We've stretched it too so far. And that means Let's... we're fucking miracle workers. Seeing it. See it as we're on a on the fucking on a slow week. There's a mate of mine from Dublin. His name is G Leach. He's the fu- I can't even get into describing how eccentric and mad this country is. But I've actually been all over the world with him. Super posh, but rich background and everything. Mad into hip hop. 
like, but I gotta, I get these random messages off him when he's just discovered something. But I gotta, so he talks exactly like this, by the way. So I got a WhatsApp off him a couple of weeks ago, obviously completely oblivious that I've been on this pod for four years. And he's like, eh, Kel, I am, listen, I've just been, ch- I'm just checking in with you, but I've got something. I think you might be interested in it. Why don't you do a podcast? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, I think those podcasts are going to be big. I might get in on it. <laughs> <laughs> podcast was he listening to? I don't know. He's like, these guys, the Fit and Fresh podcast, and they actually make money out of it. Like, I think you'd be really good. Let's let's consider doing a podcast. I was like, all right, man. I'll look into it. <laughs> yeah, has he got the steam power, though? <clears throat> Fucking four years. Obviously, fucking the staying power means nothing to him. He doesn't even know I'm on it four years later. For fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Woo! Well done there. Well, well done. I, uh, Steve, could you take it for two minutes? I'm checking our messages. So you're, let's see here. Yeah, sure. Uh, we can no, talk I... about nothing for another two minutes. No, I haven't heard anything from Ross about our potential Aussie prince. Uh, I think that'll have to be on. No, he said he was going to call him, and then I didn't hear anything. Oh, back is, that, from Ross is, is that is that the guy who does tes- testicles? Is, sorry, spectacle testicles wallet and watch. That's who I'm thinking about. No, I we're going. We, we've got a we've we've got a call to make, but we haven't had the thumbs up. Unfortunately, we haven't had the go ahead yet. So we might have to <laughs> wait till next week, Matty. We might have to wait until next week, but there's so much going on next week, Steve. So. We're fighting for uh, for for content here, <laughs> but mm. what did what did you wander into next week or the week uh, in two weeks time? Uh, Inoue is fighting. Tiafimo Lopez is fighting. Jermel Charlo is fighting. You have the weird card in Mexico with the Chavez Junior and Anderson Silva going on. Jaime Munguia is fighting. We're going to have so much to talk about next week. We won't have to rely on Australia. We'll go back to default. Well, one thing I will say very quickly about what you just mentioned, and then I suppose we can just debut you the weeks and finish it off. But see, Inoue, he's another one that they're messing about with. Bob, putting him in against the guy here, Michael Das Marinas, a.k.a. Hot and Spicy from the Philippines. Come on, Bob, man, sort it out. What's he playing at here? That's a great question. I... Uh, the, you th- well, I, since it's you know he's fresh, getting him fresh to the U.S. market, I probably setting him up soft for something maybe bigger. But at the end of the year, let's hope, because as long as he fights a few times in a year, that's great. It's way better than this once a year bullshit, right? So even if he's in the ring against some substandard uh, opposition, i.e. Canelo Yildirim, but there's something a little more meaningful behind it. Well, meh. Anyone else think Bob just don't give a flying fuck anymore, man? Did yeah. He just signs fellas and he forgets he's after signing them and all. Because that not, Crawford thing. Yeah. That's like a waste level. of time. A waste of time Crawford going to Bob Arm was. An absolute I've, fucking waste. He got I've one heard. fight. Not even one fight did he get on that fucking renewal contract that was worth watching. That fucking Kavalowski's fucking the, the, the younger fucking Benavides with yeah. a bad leg. Amir Khan and Kel Brook. I said that earlier, Bob. Yeah, yeah. A joke, an absolute joke, a waste of time. Uh, Tiafimo seems to be taking matters into his own hands. Is Josh Taylor wasting his time with fucking Bob Arm? He might be, man. Al Heyman is the way to go. Absolutely. I've heard these ESPN, sorry, uh, top ranked guys like on other podcasts. Not so much more than a bit Bob now, but like uh, you kind of like mention like, oh, the old man, he kind of like pops up here and then you're like, shh, be quiet sometimes. And that, you know, you're right. I don't think he gives a fuck. 
what is it, 86? At this point in life, <clears throat> all you want to do is just kind of like, you know, remember who you were. And that was a guy who basically made big fights, but he's just, he's just, he's just a fucking bit of hindrance these days, a bit of a nuisance and an annoyance. 86, and just, he's like, it's time for him to go. But as, as Matty said before in the past, evil never dies, man. Fucking Don King, man. That guy is going to outlive us all. Two boys are going to survive a nuclear holocaust, aren't they? The two will be counting their money after we're all gone. Like, <laughs> So, well, yeah, guys, um, sorry we're not going to go over to three hours today, but we very well might make it to uh, two and a half at the value of the week. I thank you very much for your time, and I'm going to turn it over to Steve Wellings. Thank you very much, Matthew. I haven't decided yet what I'm going to play. So I'll tell you what, let's keep in the spirit of things, shall we, with DeZone about to take over the world. Here's Eddie Hearn three years ago promising. I'll tell you what, <laughs> he's fairly delivered on this promise. So in 10 days' time, touch wood, DeZone have the entire roster of middleweight world champions. So people like Charlo, you ain't, you have no fights for you. If you want to be a world middleweight champion, you better join DeZone ASAP. What a cold blagger, man, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you need pede, Eddie. You need pede. Oh, oh he's yeah, killing yeah, it yeah, on. yeah. He's killing it on the Canelo now, is he? He's fucking hanging oh, around mate, like a bad smell. <clears throat> Eddie's got a self-contained flat up fucking Canelo over his arsehole right now, by the <laughs> way. He's fucking sweeping it out. You like fajitas, mate? I love fajitas. They're my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> You're different gravy. You're different gravy. <laughs> I love these. Uh, I wear these what? I wear these white linen shirts all the time. What are you talking about? I'm just trying to appeal to you. I love these white linen suits. See <laughs> Canelo, by the way. Who he did a shoot with Hola magazine. Someone might want to explain what that means to me in English. <laughs> about Hola. His, of his wedding of his wedding shoot a week after it he means hello. Saunders. No shit asshole. I was you know. oh, a joke. Jesus. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, my, I'm, I'm forever in awe of the confidence of fucking Canelo to have his fucking wedding and his fucking whole magazine shoot a week after his fucking fight with Billy Joe Saunders. Amazing. Sorry, go ahead, man. No problem, Eddie. He might feature in the value of the week for episode 426. Dude, or he might dude not. fucked up, man. He's gonna dead like Tiger Woods. He done fucked up, man. He's gonna end up giving away half of his shit. There you go. No, he may got a prenup, though. Oh, he'll have that. You need to pre up with Eddie if he's going to get rid of him at any time. So. Eddie is going to send <laughs> him a fucking harem, dude. A harem to keep him around. Of course he <laughs> fucking had a prenup. He was telling the solicitor, he was telling the lawyer, she want payday. She Aye. want payday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eddie will be renting his arse out to fucking kill him wants it, man. Because he won't pay. He'd be like that guy out in Menace to Society. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what the fuck you say? If Tim Robbins' character in Shawshank Redemption, by the way, the guys come in and get a hold of him, he'll just pull his strides down. Come in here, Canelo. <laughs> oh, poor old Eddie. We'll see if he turns up or not. Uh, Motor City Cobra, anyway, has nominated Anthony. Anthony said, let's see how long you can go without the fights that plan for the future. Good luck. Motor City Cobra says, Anthony, talking up fantasy fights, not yet arranged on a streaming service he doesn't work for yet. If you want loyalty, buy a dog, as he said himself this week. So, <laughs> nomination for, for good old. Oh, here we go. 
Uh, games changed, everybody. We've mentioned this earlier. And uh, Scott is not happy with us, Andy. I was tweeting out saying, game changed, jog on your chances. Doesn't take crystal ball to know what the future of the zone looks like. And Scott says, so Eddie Hearn has his name on something. So let's slate to get some cool points. Who's giving us cool points, Andy? I'm not sure, but Scott's not I, happy. I don't know, mate. Fuck Scott. And fuck everything he stands for as well. I don't give a shit what he's got to think or what he's got to say. End of the day, we've just seen it as we see it. And... Uh, the game's changed. Lose Ritson against a fucking jobber, man. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey, Scott, I bet you couldn't get laid if you had a $100 bill hanging out of your zipper. Cool points. He loves a bit of cash. He likes, a, he likes to make a pound note. That was so really, a $100 note, he's right in there. That was some real acerbic verbal ammo, that one, wasn't it? Oh, let's lay it Eddie so we get some cool points. Well, you fucking told us, pal. We'll get back in our box after that one. <laughs> I've got to be able to deal with that kind of a fucking tongue lashing. Jesus Christ. Hey, mom, look what I told these assholes on Twitter. <laughs> Back to the basement now, son. Back to the basement. Back to the basement with the hardcore helmets. Uh, Chris Lovejoy is calling out Johnny Fisher, who is a novice with about three or four fights. I don't think this will go the distance. I'm hearing Johnny Fisher can't take a punch. And he put up a little poll. Uh, Lovejoy KOs Fisher or Fisher KOs Lovejoy and he got 76% on his own poll Fisher KOs Lovejoy Lovejoy can't say anything after that Manny Char fight man I'll tell you what he's a walking caricature isn't he still receiving no love nor joy <laughs> fucking dude can't throw a right hand what the fuck he's getting 200 grand paydays PC I can barely run these days my I'd fucking fight you for 200 grand <laughs> Uh, Leonard Ellaby was bigging up the fight tonight. He said, most intense face-off I've ever seen. Sunday, Ooh. you don't want to miss Mayweather versus Paul. It will be nothing but fireworks. Tune into the show sports pay-per-view. Jorge Lopez says, most intense face-off I've ever seen. Trying too hard to hype the sparring session up. Remember, stream this. Don't buy, says Nares. A bit of public information here. Well, it uh, it got better after this. Uh, Leonard Ellaby came back and said, thank you. I just forwarded your info to the feds who will be tracking this, you Rato, idiot. as they say in Dublin. <laughs> Rato. Fucking Ellaby, man. Fucking hell, Ellaby. An absolute grass. Zero chill fight by Leonard Ehrlich. Well, the, you know gig up, the gig is up. You know what I have to say to fucking Leonard Ellerby after that? You shut that soft ass shit up. That's some <laughs> soft ass shit. Shut that soft ass shit up, Ellerby. Oh, Billy the Fish nominated Leonard for that one. The last round podcast. Oh, a podcast, about 500 of them these days. Uh, if you could go for a beer with do any three. podcast. <laughs> you should do, exactly. You should do the podcast. If you go for a beer with any three boxing figures, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Off the canvas boxing jumped in. They said, Barry Hearn, his wisdom, life lessons and stories will be unreal. Muhammad Ali, obviously. And Coogan Cassius, he'll be asking the questions and telling us the most memorable stories in his 10 plus year career in boxing media. So if you could go for a beer with any three boxing figures, dead or alive, and this guy chooses Barry Hearn and Coogan Cassius as two of them. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus, man, you need, he needs to boxing. He needs his hole rapidly, baby. Need the white one. My answer, my answer is Adrian Broner, but he'd be dead. Exactly. You should hook up with Scott. They get on well together. Uh, anyway, uh, Chrissy Watson, David Grice are both nominated for that one. Dominic Henry is nominated. Tiafimo Lopez, forever humble because what God gives, he can also take. Uh, the same with Bob Owen, I suppose, in your case. Uh, there is uh, Arthur Dane. That's Brian King. Nominated Nigel Hudson. Nigel was talking about the Ricky Hatton-Floyd Mayweather fight. Hatton would have won 
The ref kept breaking the fight up as soon as Hatton got on top. Uh, this Why is, you, is that funny? Oh, that's, you know, well, are you defending Nigel here, Mate? Do you want to remove him from the list? I can delete him if you want. What fight uh, was that about? Is that, is that the zoo fight? Hatton Mayweather. Ronnie Shields and a good handful of other people had Hatton up through six rounds in that fight. That uh, Joe Cortez didn't do a great job. And I don't think Ricky would have won, but I don't think he would have gotten so aggressive that he got knocked out. I think it would have went Actually, 12. Put a bit of context to that. The late, great Manny Stewart did say, mention to me that Joe Cortez was fucking with Ricky Hatton all night that night. But I you know, I agree. That I, I think the outcome would have been the same eventually. And nobody says anything about the referee in the Costa Zoo fight. Ricky fucking absolutely manhandled the poor fucker for the whole night at two o'clock right. in the morning in Manchester. The nice round was fucking beautiful. That right hand at the balls, man, was just like, there you go, just take that, you bitch. Who was it that night? Was it, um, it was Dave, Dave Paris? Yeah. Paris, yeah, I thought it was. There we are then. A joke's on you, Brian King. Nomination reversed onto you from Matty. You can come on next week and defend yourself if you wish. Good to see you back. Uh, here we go, Andy. Uh, IFL TV. No holding back from Deontay Wilder. Click to our YouTube channel for 34 Minuntes with the Brown Bomber. <laughs> <laughs> I would have Isaac Lowe's doing the fucking doing the, the, the write-ups for their YouTube videos. Yeah, so two two massive errors there. Um, yeah, the, the Brown, brown bomber. bomber. Fuck it, that is serious content. That is serious <laughs> content, mate. Very, very <laughs> spicy beef. Potentially racist as well. <laughs> Very oh, there we are. Uh, Billy the Fish has nominated Wes Cartledge. Uh, I always enjoy the measured and insightful commentary from Paul Smith, he said. This is responding to the zone call-out. No hysterics and plenty of knowledge. Him and Tony Bellew, oh my God, would no, make a good scout no, of that no, and bounce listen, off each other. I will be honest, listen. Some bouncing going on there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know it's more light-hearted here, but I want to be serious here, but... I actually enjoyed Paul Smith on his last commentary out on the zone. He was really good. Um, Tony Bell, you can... Nah, nah. If you can find him, maybe. But uh, nah, I'm not up for that. Oh, Andy, resounding no from him. Uh, Danny Young has uh, nominated Jay Woodwoods, Woody Woods, who is accusing uh, Luke Campbell and Loma, I think, for ducking uh, the real Devin Haney. Everyone's ducking Haney, according to Jay Woodwoods. Uh, Michael Thompson has nominated Oscar De La Hoya. A bit of constructive criticism from the ex-boss. Oscar tweeted out or insta out or whatever he did. Please, this guy does everything wrong. Head up when he throws hooks on his heels, flat-footed. What else? Oh, he, enjoy he avoids twin Charlo and then he tagged in the wrong Charlo. He's not bitter though, Rob, old Oscar. He's took it well, the breakup with Canelo, I hear. Canelo's response? This guy does Man, everything wrong. Up, He's never up. rough and tough and rough and tough against the Charles. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with Oscar, man? Someone need to get Oscar's phone. Just get Oscar, actually. Forget about getting his phone. Just get Oscar and fucking take him away from the public eye. Absolute can't. I hate it when fighters who are so great just can't shut the fuck up, man. Just get the fuck away. You had your moment. You had your fucking career. Your legacy is intact. Shut the fuck up and get off the camera. Like, get the fuck away. Leave Canelo alone. Canelo is the man. You're just obviously wanting a payday. Yeah, 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 yeah. He should start a podcast. What was Canelo's response to him? Dude, they're going to be big. <laughs> what was Canelo's response to him? Dude, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, what did he say to him? Um, oh, go fuck yourself, something like that. Oh, you, I tell you what, do me a favor, go fuck yourself, Oscar. Which is entirely possible. Yeah, I got Oscar your comeback yeah. opponent right oh, here, he went, buddy. He's in some, some sort of depraved shit like dildos up the fart box and all that sort of shit, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Goldie. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Dominic Henry has nominated Oliver. He said uh, Holyfield wasn't nearly as accomplished as Yusik as a cruiser, and his heavyweight <laughs> record compared to, say, Povetkin was poor. He would be on the fringes of the top ten today at best, maybe fighting the likes of Christopher Lovejoy, boys, who knows? <laughs> who the fuck is this idiot? That's Oliver. Ludus. It's, it's, it's a guy who's never seen Holyfield fight, clearly. Oliver, man, Holyfield almost won, should have won the heavyweight championship of the world at fucking 47 years old when he schooled value of. Man, fuck you. <laughs> Endorsement for Mate. Uh, Dominic Henry has nominated Clarissa the Groat Shields. Law, when Ryan Garcia was dropped by Luke Campbell, everybody, including myself, roared at his resilience. But Devin Hayne, he gets rocked, not dropped. And you're talking about he got exposed. This man won a one-sided decision against a very good opponent. Bear the fuck down. Black excellence, says Clarissa. <laughs> I, like, I like Devin's, I'm sure we get to it. I like Devin's, uh, Devin, Devin's take on fucking, he had a go at Luke Campbell for no reason. Um, and said about, because Campbell was like, he was like, oh, you got knocked down by a guy who can't punch. And I think Campbell was like, well, I can punch a little bit. He was like, please, man, clout chasing, Luke the fluke. Tell me someone you ever beat. And Luke Campbell was like, well, winning the gold medal at the Olympics was good. But, you know, you keep getting those emails. They're great feelings. Something along those lines. Apparently, I'm sure it'll turn up. You know what? Haney will have a chance to prove himself again. Next time he gets hurt, maybe he won't run up to his opponent like he just got pushed down on the playground and has to go crying to mom. <laughs> uh, that was a good one from Rob I'm not as sure if I've cut it but we'll throw it in either way and Michael Bellinger Belter the sport bible reporting here uh, Malik Scott says Muhammad Ali is one of my favourite fighters of all time Deontay Wilder is the closest thing to that in his time excuse me what yeah he was talking about and as well that that was even weirder because yes, someone alluded yeah, that it might be a yes man <laughs> that was even weirder because they were talking about the shit that Ali had to overcome outside the ring well, you know, Wilder's had to overcome a lot of stuff. His suit was too heavy. His trainer is drugging his water. His opponents, his, his, his opponents are putting sneaking egg weights into the fucking fight, into their gloves and putting dent, snakes in, in the camp. He's got snakes in the camp. He still has Jay fucking Diaz, by the way. Or bicep the injury. His, his bicep injury as well. Suit was too heavy. Water, drugged water, light legs. What else? There was another excuse as well, wasn't there? Fury's loaded Aye. gloves, egg weights. Uh, you know, it's, it's adver- that's serious adversity. Knees were weak, palms were sweaty, mom's spaghetti to this day. <laughs> uh, Michael Benson uh, says, uh, Solid four round learning fight for Tommy Fury as he beats Jordan Grant to move six and oh. Didn't look spectacular, but positive experience gained. Uh, yeah, jumping in, he says, Brilliant performance. BT Sports showing proper fights for the fans, unlike Eddie and Sky Sports showing YouTubers. I don't even think we can back this guy up, Andy, on this one. We, f- we fucking know that's Molly May. Molly May, we know that's you. Stop fucking tweeting. <laughs> oh. No, I-, I can't even endorse that one, to be honest, Mr. Yazin. You're on your own there. <laughs> it's got a bad bot account, surely. Just with a troll you think so? Yeah, you got to think so. Uh, let's see who else we've got here. Uh, ben Thorns uh, throwing in uh, Lance Pugmire reporting for Jim Lampley on Floyd Mayweather. Jim Lampley said, I would go so far to say that if he did not have Mayweather and the success that he created for himself in this arena, you might not have seen Donald Trump. Trump was in the boxing world. He took some of his lessons from Mayweather, most particularly the notion that you can be as outrageous and offensive as you want to be. And a lot of the people will like, not dislike it. A lot of the Trump playbook came from Mayweather and seeing how he got over Floyd is a product, creature, and master of social media, Matty. There you go, then. So uh, Mayweather inspiring uh, Big Donald. Lampley's full of shite. 
I am very, very offended right now. How dare you compare Mayweather to Trump? God damn it, I fucking hate Donald Trump. And I I've love made, Mayweather. This I've is fucked made up. smart investments. At the end of the day, it's about making smart investments. <laughs> hey, money, money, money. All day, every day. Hey, hey, hey. Does Donald Trump eat up Manjaro's hey. when he goes to the UK? This is the fucking question we have to know. As long as, Flo- as long as Floyd Mayweather doesn't say sex when asked by an interviewer what he has in common with his daughter, Floyd will be better than Donald Trump. I'm the man worldwide, everywhere, UK. It's only one restaurant, Manjaro's. You got to eat there when you come to the UK. That's why I eat every day when I'm in the UK. Money may all day. <laughs> McGregor, by the way, Conor McGregor clearly doesn't listen to the fucking asylum. He only just caught on to the fucking aluminium windows ad this week as he put it on his Facebook there. Oh, there you go. Support. Wonder how that got back to him. Okay, uh, let's see what else we've got here. Final few coming up to now. Tommy Cahill, uh, nominated Boxing Social. Garcia tips Logan Paul KO. Lightweight Dynamo, Ryan Garcia backs Logan Paul to do the unthinkable knockout ring legends. Floyd Mayweather tomorrow night in Miami. Dominic's nominated this one, Daniel Tabar. I think he's been to the British Hair Clinic or something. <laughs> with, with, with that quality bonds there, about to do some detonation. He's old Daniel. Fair play to whoever came up with that one. Uh, didn't spot this. Uh, no Aussie tonight, unfortunately. But James O'Connor has uh, uh, nominated Dave Allen over in Sheffield. Dave Allen has been doing his co-commentary stint topless. Getting the old top out there, Dave. He's back in the the limelight. Getting for attention there. You I assume he's only you assume he's only topless. <laughs> I might have the old pants. Why you know? It's possible. <laughs> That's how you intimidate the people around you. You just gotta hang dong sometimes. You know, it's all intimidation factor. Yeah, you get bulldog in there. <laughs> oh man, bulldog! What a man! What a legend! By the way. <laughs> the most ugliest, sweatiest pig you could ever imagine, with the biggest taw, with uh, with veins and brains, you could uh, could rule the world. This thing, like, veins and brains. Uh, fuck me, this thing. Mine's gonna fit. Mine's gonna fit in the end of this, by the way. It's really good. Oh, look if anyone's wondering, if anyone's wondering what you're talking about, Andy, go back about what hundred episodes. Oh <laughs> no, mate, you need to go back to the beginning of that one. Rob, how far back we're going with that story? I'd say at least four years. I'd say at least four years. I was oh, early it, doors. It, it, I was early doors back. on the pod when I was listening, it, and I couldn't actually well, believe what I was fucking listening to. I was like, "What the fuck is this? What has that, this come to?" Oh, that's, that actually, that's actually a true story, and uh, my it goes back longer than four years ago. I can guarantee you that it goes back. It predates my wedding. I can guarantee you. Okay, uh, John Fury has been nominated by Trading Leather Boxing. What a boring bastard said Trading Leather. Big John Fury has laid down the gauntlet. He got on the mic last night and said he wants to see Tommy Tommy TNT Fury against Jake Paul on Tyson's undercard. He wants it next. He's a fighting man. Fighting man. I'm a fighting man. I'll fight anybody, anywhere, (laughs) on the streets, on the cobbles. Anybody. I'm a fighting man. (laughs) Danny Young. (laughs) <laughs> hey, by way, I, saw, I saw John Fury getting knocked out. I seen one of these pro fights on the Porky's video, so I'm seeing him getting sparked in the head hair. My God. He got knocked out of a jab. 
<laughs> Mr. Pigeon says, John Fury was exhausted after 15 minutes cleaning Morecambe Gardens near the public, <laughs> near the public <laughs> toilets last year on IFL TV. I don't know whether that's true or not, but that's a, that's a quality image from Pigeon. Thanks for throwing that in. Uh, Danny Young finally says, my favourite Bunt quote from the boxing last night. Frank Warren said, it sounded like we had 20,000 in here tonight. Bunt said, yeah, it sounded like 17,000. <laughs> what did just agree? I know, he's a knob. He's a knob. Oh, I've heard 20,000 before. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, you know, there's Buncey on BT. I suppose he's got a counter. James Khan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Right, so that's all the ones I've got uh, so far. Uh, Matty, any nominations from you? Episode 426. Any nominations, Matty? Go to Andy real quick before me there, Steve. No problem, Andy. Anything from you, sir? No for much for me, mate. I've been really busy this week, tied up, so I don't mean kind of Mr. Current Affairs, but I'm going to put Mr. Eddie Hearn up for the, the game-changed hashtag. Oh, what an embarrassment, man. Absolute fucking embarrassment. He actually makes it out like say, he was the one that created boxing and he's like changing the game because you're getting this wee app to watch it on your phone. I watch one AFC, by the way, and the fucking app for uh, for fights is, is is free and fuck all and free on YouTube. But Eddie's going to charge one ninety nine for it and pay per view events as well for the premier events. Yeah, baby. Well, what um, the fuck is new? What's new about this thing? Anyway? He's just leaving Sky. He's just exactly. leaving. The zone has existed for the last fucking three years. We know about the zone for fuck's sake. Although three years ago, three years ago he told us that it was it was it was, it was a it was a game changer then. Three years yeah. ago, and here we are again. It's just been changed by it's been changed changing game the game to and game no change. Fucking, you know? No, can't fucking sign up to the zone, but yeah, you know, game has changed. I'm uh, gonna go, man. Team stream, baby. Uh, I'm gonna stick up beat uh, John Rowland last night for after the, um, the Dubois knockout for sure. <laughs> First name out of his mouth was Trevor Bryan as a potential next opponent for, <laughs> for Dubois. I was fucking swallowed my tongue when I heard that one, uh, and. WBC tweet, so they sent out a, video, a picture there on Monday, I think it was, WBC World Champions, and if you look at it, they've actually got Dillian White in there, right? Oh shit, yeah, I forgot to cut that, Andy, that was a good one. Yeah. So, uh, Dillian White is a world champion, right, and then if you look down through the list, you'll see that they've fakely added... Um, Brandon Figueroa's belt and Daniel Donaire's belt as well. So uh, pretty average, <laughs> pretty average uh, fucking graphics have been doing there. You, you would think a company, it's like a non-profit company who doesn't accept bribes and doesn't take a like, hundred thousand dollars for like say purse bids and stuff, would actually be able to hire someone better for like a graphic designer or something. But uh, yeah, that's all I've got this week, mate. No problem, uh, Rob. Anything from you? Any nominations, Rob? No, I, th I think the Luke Campbell one was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I can't remember verbatim what he said back to, to Devin, Devin the Dream Haney, but that was pretty good. Winning the Olympics. That was you the know, email. Just, that was the email. Just keep for those fucking email notifications. <laughs> the feeling of an email notification must mean a lot to you. Something like that was brilliant. Um, fucking Jim Lampley going to Triller as well. Has nobody, hey, nobody shown him Triller before he signed that contract? He was just waiting for a fucking offer to come through the, for, through the post. And... Um, who else? Just boxing this week, man. This shit that's happening tonight, this caper from tonight that we'll cover next week. Um, the fact that these things keep happening, every time one of these fucking fights pops up and another one pops up, they're like feeding the gremlins after midnight, man. They just keep fucking springing up everywhere like fucking <laughs> carasses. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, 
this was horrific. Like so, yeah, uh, too many paydays. Yeah, 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 yeah. Payday, yeah. payday. Uh, and Matty, anything for us? Yeah, we got one Aaron Beach sent in, and this is for uh, Bet365. They have Logan Paul at 4-1 to one to beat Floyd Mayweather. There you go, Bet365. I've seen there's a lot of like, late money, big money going on Logan Paul, like, obviously because the, the odds are fucking massive for him just now, eh? But... I think it's because of his. I think it's because of his YouTube profile. You get all those yeah, fucking people possibly, that don't normally but, bet betting. But hang on, me. I'm not obviously making a, a case for me to win it, but thirty pound difference. Still a big guy. I mean, anybody mm. who's done any sort of sparring, regardless of what level you're at, if you take on a big guy in a sparring session, doesn't matter. Maybe even like half a stone heavier than you. You fucking feel it, man. Floyd's not had a. Well, I know he's a, he's a he's a gym rat and that, but I'm not making a case that he's going to win the fight against an all-time great. No, I agree, just, Andy. I think you know he makes saying? it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I do. Honestly, it's Rob. You mentioned it last week, mate. It's still like a guy who weighed 190 pounds. If he can unload a shot, fuck it. It's still a, it's still a punch, man. Floyd's going to go straight to that body with those jabs yeah. like he did against McGregor, isn't he? I want to see him do what he did earlier with that Japanese guy. Turn turn the guy into tears. Turn him into yeah. stone. Put his he's face crying. In. He's Aye. crying and Floyd is just fucking back on the private jet before the fucking warm down is done. Like um, Logan Paul left lying in the canvas with a fucking face and screensaver mode. Ellerby has said, man, something in the air. Imagine, imagine. Ellerby has said, like as, as I alluded to, that that Floyd hasn't done a fucking thing for four years. Is like he hasn't been in the gym. He hasn't been secretly trading. He's just seen an opportunity to make some make some money here. Like so, um, you know, young flying flashy. At the end of the day, he made smart investments, and you know. Money yeah, made the best day. man win. He's a hell of a fighter. Jake Paul is a hell of a fighter. Logan is a hell of a fighter. He's bringing his A game. And you know, it's about levels. And this is what I do. Money <laughs> made all day. I've been in this sport 25 years. Multiple world champion. I beat the best. You know, Paquino, Clanello. You know. My, my, my mother was on drugs. My dad was in jail. You know, I made smart investments. This is what it's about. Money made all day. Kilmanjaro's. You, you know. want aluminium windows? Oh, windows. by the way, Floyd all day, is, every day. Floyd has been on a fucking hell of a fucking uh, streak of capitalizing on this fucking YouTube fighters' money because anybody who has asked fucking Mayweather to do an ad in the last two years has gotten answered this week. He's been in the garage. Go on his Instagram. He's in the garage selling boom boxes. He's down with Eric the jeweler. He's selling fucking whatever you want, man. Fucking bridges, <laughs> magic beans, you name it. He's fucking got it. Like, so, uh, money may all day. You know what I'm saying? Smart investments. I know. You still need even cash that, uh, that Pacquiao check yet. <laughs> what a man. Uh, what a man indeed. There's been quite a few then. Uh, so, I'm torn here, Matty. I'm torn. I quite liked off the canvas boxing. Uh, of all the people they could pick to go on a, a, di- a dinner date with or a beer with was Barry Hearn and Coogan Cassius. I also liked the Leonard Ellerby threatening the guy. <laughs> I love that guy's bashness, man. Trying to hot so hard to hot hype up this sparring session. Remember, stream this, don't buy. <laughs> says Mr. Naris. No fucking about from him. But for me, Matty, it's gotta be Eduardo, man. Hashtag game changed. Yeah. The game's changing, Matty. What are you who are you going for this week, by the week? Walking along, singing a song, earning in the money in the pound land. 
I, for me, it's got to be the it's got to be the uh, the asshole who uh, did, uh, who do disrespected Holyfield. Yeah, it's a, a good one. It's a good that, one. To not know his his cruiserweight and and heavyweight resume. I mean, my God, that's a montard fucking boxing fan, though. Isn't it? Yeah, truly, truly. If I is he a boxing fan coming out of a shit like that? Ludovicky and there, Marty Ludovicky. Oliver, his name is or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oliver, yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah, that guy. He he wins uh, for for me this week. What a what a douche. There you go. One for Eddie and his own, then and one for Oliver, Ma- uh, Andy. Sorry, who are you going for? <sighs> I was going to go for Eddie. Then Matty's just correctly. He's like he's pushed pulled me back into reality there. You know, I didn't want to go too too hate on Eddie, but he's a fucking prick. So I'm going to vote Eddie. Even Ed. Yeah, 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 Come on, Rob. Is there going to be tears in the Hearn household tonight? Are you going for? Well, it could be because I was thinking about um, the guy who did the <laughs> who said that if he had three people in history, that the three people <laughs> he would go for a drink with is fucking Muhammad Ali. Obviously, right? That's a show win. We get that one. Not but he's a drink. Not fucking. <laughs> <laughs> not fucking Bird Sugar, not fucking, you know, Howard Cosell, not fucking Manny Stewart, not fucking any of the fucking greatest people of all time. No, Coogan from IFL. <laughs> and Barry Hearn. Well, look at it. It depends where the drink is taking place because Barry Hearn had some friends in high places. So if we're going to the island, I'm going to go on that conversation and fucking uh, co-sign that fella's uh, selection. So if we could possibly be on some island somewhere, then I'd have the drink with Barry Hearn. <laughs> yeah, this guy just... might not be so slow, Rob, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he might be onto something. You but, have, uh... I hear you say you're going to have a drink with Barry Hearn on an island. <laughs> yeah, that's what so I'm saying. Just... Oh, mate, come on. That's what I'm saying. That's no, what I'm saying. You don't want to fucking rule it out. You don't want to rule it out. You don't do you, do you really want to go to an island where you go to ask for ID? It'll be a bumpy <laughs> ride on the flight over, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Very shitty. <laughs> um, no, so that guy, like all the people in boxing history, and Cool McCassie is a Barry Harner in the shake or Barry as well. Why not Eddie? Like, Eddie certainly seems like he'd be better cracked than fucking Barry at this stage. Back in the fucking back of the Stella. Coogan Cassius, man. Looks Coogan, like dead water. If Coogan seen you coming, he'd actually walk across the other side of the street. If it, if it was us, like, you know, obviously, if it was, if it was his pals, but if you seen us Where's coming, Tommy? Where's, Where's Tommy? Tom? <laughs> Where's Tommy? <laughs> I never see Sri Lanka like a fight, <laughs> Well, fucking here, what are you going to say for yourself, you cunt? Wait, come on, huh? Speak. Oh, Eddie. Eddie, what there you go. What the to do with you? That was my favourite part. Eddie was like, what I'll have to dig that one out. I'll have to dig that one out. That's cool. I, so I, so I, so it was a set-up joke, eh? And Coogan's getting all pre-menstrual. Didn't they find it funny, right? <laughs> fucking Tommy's like, what the fuck's going to do with you? Like, you know, you know why it's fucking coming on here making demands when I get the podcast started back up to fucking ask questions? Well, you said what you wanted to say, and then you fuck off. Yeah, I'll, try, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and grab that out. Also, Probably. yeah, um, uh, Ortho goes says Ricky Hatton's body card. Yeah, congratulations, Eddie. You're the belly of the week for episode 426. That's all I've got to say. Just before I hand it back over to uh, Matty, shout out to all the Super Chat people from this week. Ryan Deal, Paul Statton, Johnny Horsecock Nelson and Craig M. Ooh. Also, Matty, shout out to our latest uh, Patreon subscriber, Hatton Bomb, a.k.a. Hatton Caduce. Finally! Oh, there we go. That's, uh, oh, that's all from me. Finally, How did that happen after Andy out. talked so much shit about him? <laughs> because, mate, I've been dogging him on Twitter for long enough. It, Steve, honestly, what was it like? It, it, it's like twisting his arm, mate. He thought I was like trying to kind of feed him heroin at one point. He drove a hard bargain with us, I said. By the way, can I ask me, what was it? Was that $1 crawler? 
No, no, he was the full price and fair oh, play to him. He stuck, he, he stuck around, Andy, from time to time. We have people, right? They jump in, sign up, ask a question. I asked the question on the Sunday and they fucking cancel on the Monday. <laughs> so, so you have to give us a week's grace in future if you want to ask a question. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, Fortnite, I should just make sure we get your money off you. Well, well we appreciate the, uh, the the new Patreon subscription. Uh, I, and uh, you know, it, it, it'll cost you for the course of a year. It's like one less meal on one of your many vacations watching football abroad. Better fucking value than the zone. That's what it hey. is. Fucking hey. fucking yeah, game yeah. change. Game change for Hassan this week. If if I'm not more entertaining than Sergio <laughs> Mora, both co- uh, both as a commentator and in the ring, I'll eat my fucking shoe. You know, yeah, well, you're made of the fucking Chris Mannix. Better that way. Yeah, yeah. That, that, thank fucking, you. From the bottom noticed, of my heart. I just noticed the neighbours are having a garden party. I'm after being out the back shouting about boxing for the last <laughs> two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking mental. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Your neighbour will lean over tomorrow, Rob, and say, here, she cut shouting in the back garden. You should do that on a podcast or something. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, Barry yeah. Hunter's not that bad. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I, you think that we're, that you should be embarrassed, but I think we just picked up more listeners. <laughs> yeah, just because you decided to hang out in the fire pit. So, uh, well, we will see you guys all next week. Uh, we <laughs> optimistically, there's a whole lot more to talk about next week. Steve will have the uh, the hosting chair. We'll be able to talk about the Floyd Mayweather fight for a third week in a row. Yeah, I mean, talk, talk about being feeling like winners. <laughs> I, I mean, my God, that is that is some serious winning right there. Charlie Sheen, pre-HIV level winning. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe that might have been what did it for him. I don't know, man. We might not want to promote the title. Oh, no, I mean, I, I've nobody like the tons of prostitutes and porno actresses that he actually backfired he's, on. He's uh, wrong on him, and he's wrong on oh, Charlie uh, Sheen, he, so to say. He, There's no, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but I you do. baby. i swear to god oh man so i appreciate all the listeners everyone in the chat the uh, everyone that put money into the super chat we very much appreciate you guys for all of your support out there uh and uh also like to thank steve andy and rob for coming on this week i'm your host matt dj leonardo the uh the dude from america amidst the brits we do hope to see you again next week Game two. We'll never forget. Yeah, I think that's good about me. Go to Adam We want to be honest, yeah. Crying like a little bitch. I've never met a fucking soul that can fight me. I fell asleep. I fell asleep. You're a fucking bum. You're a fucking asshole. Rumpo fucking stealth skin. But allegedly, Oscar Rivas has, 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 failed, has failed a test. Seven urine. Seven urine. I don't fucking smash. Fuck you. I hope you fucking die. Be safe. I love boxing sounds. As simple as that. Holy <laughs> <laughs> shit. Sports Social Podcast Network.